Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by our very own Almanac. The Wrestle Talk Almanac is back and bigger than ever and is the must-have guide to wrestling in 2019. Where else will you find who won all of wrestling's most important tournaments, discover the real names of over a thousand wrestlers and see the star ratings for literally thousands of matches? There's also coverage of over 250 shows from around the world with star ratings, reviews, match times, outcomes, and attendance figures, which will likely be inflated on Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard's podcasts. Not only that, but our boffins here at WrestleTalk HQ have put together win-loss statistics for every wrestler from every major promotion. So now you can be that annoying stat guy at your wrestling parties. Or maybe you can find yourself a time machine and give a copy of it to your past selves so they can place a few bets and then buy a casino. I'm obviously joking, I'm not condoning betting, it's a Back to the Future part two joke. Finally, the first 100 purchases will get a hand-signed photo of Ollie and myself, which I guess some people might think is a good thing. So what are you waiting for? Order it now by using the links in the podcast description or go to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. That's wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Cohen and I am joined with a very special guest. It's Steve from Going In Raw. Hey, Rendell, Steve here. Oh, man. This has been really cool, dude. I know. This has been really, really neat. I'm very excited that I got to be here. It was, it's always fun to see how other YouTubers do it, how other wrestling people do it, uh, getting like stealing tips, <laughs> stealing company secrets. Uh, no, it's honestly like it's the kind of thing where like it with I know with you, like it's probably a little bit different because you have like multiple coworkers. Mm-hmm. With me, it's just me and Larson. And so... I view my coworkers and like work acquaintances as like people in the community. Like, I mean, we have like our, our awesome mods that like help us out with stuff. But then when I reach out to you or, you know, obviously we're friendly with some of the dudes over at Cultaholic, uh, Brian Zane, he's a friend of ours. Uh, and there's a couple others. Uh, it's just, it's fun. It's nice to actually see people in person and it rarely happens. So yeah. it's kind of great to be able to come all the way over here and do this. It was really awesome you reached out on Twitter because mm-hmm. you were over in the country mm-hmm. and you said, like, hey, I'm going to be in London. And I was like, this is 
brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's because yeah. we're big fans of you guys. And so we were really, really thrilled that you could come in and yeah. record stuff with us. I got to, when you said, like, oh, man, I can come in and do some stuff because I can just do it as a tax write-off. And I was yeah, like, oh, man, yeah. That's, exactly. That's, that's yeah. brilliant. Like, that, yeah. what, a, what a nice, generous offer. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then I started thinking, oh, man, maybe I'm asking too much of him. And I always get a bit like I get a bit anxious when I'm dealing with people that I'm sort of like fans of. Yeah, like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've only ever had two interactions with the Attitude Era podcast, mm-hmm, who yeah. I'm a huge fan. Sure, of, yeah, yeah. And neither of them have gone particularly well. Oh wow! And I I think about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I really wish I'd said this. I should have done oh, that. Yeah. And then I get really like, and now I don't want to ever reach out to them again. Yeah. Because I feel like they've got a they've got a perception of us. Yeah. Which isn't great. Now are they are is somebody going to hear this and then reach out to them on your behalf? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people who listen to this that also re- like I listen think to them. So. I would have thought so because they're an, yeah. they're an excellent podcast. Yeah. If you're not a fan, like if you're not listening, you should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, so maybe they will. Like, I'm not asking people to reach out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Luke feels really bad about yeah, He feels how, really yeah. bad about your interaction. Yeah. That, that time he threw a drink at your face. <laughs> yeah. He feels really bad. It's around this that. time last year. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great because like, I don't know, everybody I've had. See, I, I get more nervous around because here's the thing. Like, we interact enough and like I've seen enough of your non-wrestling interactions to be like, okay, if if. Luke and Ollie are like British Stephen Larson's, then I'm you and Ollie is probably Larson. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I've gathered that just from like watching you guys. I'm like, okay, that's probably how it works. <laughs> like even watching your your non-wrestling interactions, I'm like, okay, we're kind of on the same page. And so like I kind of like I I get nervous like when I have to like interview wrestlers. Like I always get because I never know what to say. Oh yeah. I never know if they're gonna be like in character, out of character, if I can even say the word character. Uh but like with other like wrestling YouTubers and fans and stuff, it's like it's it's just like it's like, oh yeah, you're you're what I figured you'd be. Like the first time I met the uh, uh the dudes over at Cult Hall. They're just so nice. Yeah, absolutely, man. They're so pleasant. And it's like the same here. It's like we walk in. It's like I kind of feel like I know you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and and it's just it's just very pleasant. Like I don't there, – there was no – I didn't really have any nerves or anything. I so mean, that, that's cool. Awesome, like, And I'm, I'm glad about that because I, I watched the the Straight to Hell that you did. Yeah. With Cultaholic. Yeah. And you were just sat there drinking beers. And I suddenly thought, oh, no, he's had way more fun with them. I need to, <laughs> I need to step up my game. What are we going to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was – no, I, I, it's been – Everything like it's been everybody's so nice, like everybody in our community, everybody that we've met in the wrestling world. Like when we, you know, I, I'm I don't even know if I had met had I met like Jack and I don't think I had even met. I had met like uh, uh, Adam Pachiti before, uh, but at Starcast, he wasn't even there. It was Jack and uh, was Ross and Sam and right? Ross and Sam and then Matthew was there too and I had met him before but I made like a terrible first impression oh yeah because I like the first time he met me on like a panel I had run down Bret Hart who's like his favorite yeah and it was all just in good fun and stuff but like uh, but I, I don't think he knew who he were beforehand and then we ran him and in, ran into him at Starcast and he was very pleasant we took a picture and by this time I was like oh I kind of know him like we've had some interactions on Twitter. I kind of know him, and like him and all the guys, 
they just act like they've known us forever and that we we hang out all the time. Yeah. It's very pleasant. I got the same vibe here. I just come in, hey, everybody, what's going on? And everybody's just very polite. It's it's a great community. It really is. First time I met Matthew was at MediaCon last year. And it was uh, the weirdest inter- like first interaction I've ever had because he literally DM'd me on Twitter to say, like, oh, you're coming downstairs. And I said, yeah, I'm just on my way down now. And so when I got downstairs, I saw him and I was like, hey, man, I shook his hand. And he was like, oh, yeah. Sorry, who are you? And I was like, dude, you literally just DM'd me. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. I can imagine his face saying, oh, who are you? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. So I've met a lot of people and I already know. Like, That's just- a great impression. <laughs> That's an awesome impression. That's great. Uh, how is Edinburgh? It was. It's absolutely beautiful. I am such a big fan. I told this. You probably saw this. I told this to Ross on, on Straight to Hell. I spent four years out here uh, during my childhood, about uh, an hour or so northwest of here. Because your dad's in the Air Force, right? Uh, he was at the time, yeah, the time yeah. yeah. And uh, it was just, it was absolutely beautiful. And I had never been – I had been to Scotland. No, I had been to Scotland, but I don't remember anything about it. Like I was I was like seven when I moved there, 11 when I moved out, and uh, or I moved back to the States. And so at this age, you know, I'm able to fully soak it in and appreciate it all. And uh, it was just, it was terrific. Uh, my sister got married at a Fetty's College up there, which is like this castle looking. Like, I think it was supposed to be the inspiration for uh, well, Hogwarts. Harry Potter, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's it's just so terrific. Went up to the Highlands. It was absolutely beautiful there. Like, the history is amazing. I love being out here in London. It's such a hustle and bustle. It's got, we were here seven years ago, and it's got even busier. Mm. There's development all over the place. Uh, it's just, it's, I, I love it. I've got such a strong association with it from my childhood that I love being out here. It's terrific. So how old were you when you were here? Uh, I was, I moved here when I was seven, and then I moved away when I was 11. Right, okay. Yeah. It's a good like formative age to Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was and it was terrific the the uh the Air Force base that I grew up on. If anybody's in the Bedfordshire area, uh it's called Chicksands. Uh, I think it's an intelligence base now uh for the British Air Force. Um but it was like, you know, it's all sealed off. We had a population of maybe like 5,000 people on base and it was literally just like a giant playground. Like back then especially uh you know, I once I got a bicycle I would just ride all over the place. It was like it was like basically being in a small town, and it was just the best place to grow up uh, for for a childhood. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm glad yeah. you've enjoyed London as well. Oh like, man, it's terrific. Yeah. What have you seen? Oh man, I mean, I mean, I suppose because like I don't know if you're kind of doing this with the tourist traps because you've been here before. Yeah. And... So there's like a couple things. Like first off, we have a we have my child Alabama with us. She's four years old, and so like it makes everything exponentially more difficult. So like we went to the tower of London yesterday, uh, Saturday, I was able to get her a getaway and go check out a pro wrestling Eve show, Oh yeah, yeah. which by the way, if you're in London, check it out. I think the next one is August 10th. It's terrific. It like starting off with the fact that the wrestling in ring is really good. Oh yeah. Like that for people that for me, that really matters. It's really good wrestling. Uh, the fans there are great. Uh, the promoters seem like great people. Uh, it, it's just, it's a terrific, inclusive, uh, positive wrestling experience. Uh, it, it was, it was just a blast. Uh, yesterday we took the, the family went to the tower of London. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I, I, I love just seeing the historical stuff, you know? And so I don't know. We got a couple things that we're thinking of doing over the next couple of days while we're, st- while we're still here, but like nothing's like set in stone right now. 
All right, cool, man. Well, we're going to have a quick... Uh, so we have a segment here called Rusev Hey, which oh. is where people send in the times that they've met wrestlers. Oh, nice. Um, so this one comes in from Dylan, who says, Hey, lads, Dylan from Cork here with another Rusev Hey. Back in May, uh, back in May, me and my friend Dave went to a WWE live event in Dublin. Dave hadn't watched wrestling for a very long time, but said he'd always wanted to go to a live show. A few hours before the event, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were doing a signing at Smith's Toy Store, and we decided to venture down to it. Despite, my, despite not watching the product for years, David still seemed more starstruck than I did when we were greeted by the New Day members. Has to be said, Kofi and Xavier were sound lads. And I know it's pixel didn't happen, so I've attached a photo down below for you. Also, a funny little story about the show. The guy who was sitting next to us clearly had no idea what was going on during New Day's match against KO and Sami Zayn, because he was loudly shouting in a strong Dublin accent, go on, Goofy, when trying to show his support for Kofi. Much love, lads. Talk soon. Go on, Goofy. And that is oh, our boys there, Dylan and his friend Dave there with Kofi and Xavier. Although oh. it looks like Xavier has got the WWE Championship in front of him. Maybe first evidence that they're going to freebird it. Confirmed, confirmed. right here. <laughs> it's about time we got that confirmed. Yes. Uh, let's have uh, one more Rusev, hey? Uh, this comes in from Patrick, who says, Greetings all from Orlando, Florida. Mm. I stumbled upon your podcast back in January after, and I've, no, sorry, I'll try that again. I stumbled upon your podcast back in January after I began losing interest in WWE earlier this year, and I found I could stomach it more with your content. Quick background, after last in viewership since my friends and I were watching and seen back in 1996-1999. I'd gotten back into WWE when WrestleMania was here in town and was instantly drawn to how fantastic Kevin Owens was at his job. That said, since he was kicking off a face run, I wanted to share some info with you uh, for you to sell the turn. Kevin Owens loves Disney World and could be found there often, especially last year during his injury. My first encounter with him came when standing outside a shop at Disney Springs. Having finished a text, I look up and he walked by with his wife. We locked eyes and I gave him that partial look of, I know you, hello. Nah. And let him go on his merry way without bothering him. A couple of weeks later, some girlfriends of my wife's were at Epcot and spotted him once again. They were cordial and he was nice to them. And they took a creep shot, while I, which I do not condone. Oh, don't do that. While I don't condone the picture, I figure I pass it along because Pixar it didn't happen. Oh, no. After a Google, many others spot him from time to time. And although a crippling fear of being bombed into an apron can uh, keeps me from saying hi, it's actually become a fun game of, is Kevin here today? Mm -hmm. Keep consistent. Patrick from Orlando. And, yep, there is our creeper photo. Pixar it didn't happen. Oh, no. Oh, God. And he totally knows. You can tell he knows. Oh, he knows. He's wearing oh. an Edge t-shirt, which is oh, kind of cool. That is good. That's good. That is cool. Uh, good. Thank you very much, Patrick, for your email. Uh, we're going to get into the show now, talking about the Fatal 4-Way from Raw, which had a pretty bad reaction from the crowd. We're going to go into it in depth. Here is the show. But we're going to kick off this week's uh, edition of the Raw Review by talking about this Fatal 4-Way elimination match between Alexa Bliss, Natalia, Naomi, and Carmella, with the winner going on to face uh, Becky Lynch at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's Championship. And I thought to myself, man, there is only one person in this match that has had any modicum of a push for the last year. Yeah. And and she was the one who didn't win. Yes. You're but talking she, about Alexa Bliss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, making sure. Making but sure. she was featured a lot in this match. It was a really weirdly structured match where she was sort of interfering, but also helping, but also doing rest holds. 
And the big takeaway really is, is that the crowd turned against it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a big, big way. They started chanting, this is awful, boring. Specifically during that sequence with her and Naomi, where Naomi was trying to get out of the headlock, if I'm not mistaken. And they just, this is awful. Yeah. Chanting boring. Started chanting for Sasha Banks. At one point, started chanting for John Cena. Mm -hmm. Started chanting. uh, The fact that they just started booing the fact that the match wasn't ending. Yeah. I've, the biggest pop of this match was when Natalia eliminated Naomi because they were like, oh, my God, the match is nearly over. Yeah. Right, we can actually start moving forward with this now. And uh, Alexa Bliss has come out on Twitter and said that she called it disrespectful, uh, the yeah. way that the crowd reacted to it. Naomi uh, tweeted a woozy face emoji. And it was, I mean, I don't think it was a particularly good match anyway, but... Man, it's far from the worst women's match or match I've seen in WWE this year. It's just it's amazing that this was the match that people turned on. Yeah, I don't know. People are so weird. Where, where do you stand on on chanting? I mean, there's got to be some decorum, right? I, I'm not my my like the worst thing for me is when people, for example, um, so we went to a SmackDown taping, which of course has a 205 taping on mm-hmm. also, which and I'm a big fan of 205. I think it's it's spectacular. But, of course, there are people there who are just there to see the dark match following it. Yeah. And so in an arena where people aren't really saying much anyways, during a match, one person will say, this is boring, which is horrible. Yeah. Which I I think is just absolutely terrible. These people are busting their butts or risking their lives out there. Um, In this case, I don't know what the deal was. I I think there was sort of a combination of – the way the match was presented in the first place, it almost felt because the big deal about Raw was, of course, the 10-man cross-brand battle royal to yep. determine the number one contender for Brock Lesnar. It was the, uh, for the record, it was the cross-branded all-star top all-star. 10 battle royal. That's what I forgot. Yeah. All-star. Um, and so the fact that Becky Lynch is a big deal, her match at SummerSlam, I think, should be a big deal. And they sort of just shoehorned this match into the episode, whereas it probably should have had its own big deal. I know they were in Canada, mm-hmm. so of course that's where you're going to have Natalia. But still, like, make it a bigger deal. Yeah, it was. It almost felt like if you knew. Well, I mean, I say if you knew you were going to go with Natalia at SummerSlam, then maybe you should have been giving Natalia some semblance of a push leading. Yeah, up oh, to oh, for it. sure. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. And I'm just what I had to say is just the tip of the iceberg. You're <laughs> absolutely correct. You're <laughs> yeah. absolutely correct. I, but the, to answer your question on where I sort of stand on this, I I think that fans are obviously free to chant whatever they want to chant. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think there is a, a, certainly an argument to be that it is disrespectful to chant that this is boring. Yeah. At a match that, and it was a boring match. So, you know, in, in fairness to the crowd, it was a boring match, and it came within the third hour, which I certainly don't think helped. Like, yeah. if this had been at the start of the show, yeah. in the first hour, certainly wouldn't have been hearing these sorts of chants. But it, I don't think it was placed in a particularly great spot I, I, Yeah, the show. I, I agree with that. It was, if yeah, if they'd have made a big deal about it, if you start the show with Becky coming out, like, that music is going to get everybody on their feet. And then you introduce the participants. But it's funny because, like, the participants of the match, even it's as if they didn't have a lot of chemistry or it was just the booking of the match. But, like, Carmella's come into her own as she's a pretty decent wrestler. Naomi is one of the more creative uh, uh, members of the women's division. And I was kind of sad. Look, we all knew it was going to be Natalia because of, you know, where they were and where they're going. I didn't. I genuinely thought it was going to be Bliss. When Natalia won, I wrote my notes, 
well, that's weird. Because and so she some- got that promo saying, we're in Canada for SummerSlam. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Now I'm with you. Yeah. And I think I think it's good, even though she's like supposed to supposedly have been retiring like five different times over the past year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was fine with that because I think the match is going to be pretty good. And I did like the banter at the end between her and Oh, Becky. yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. It was the best bit of the segment. It, it, no, it really was. Um, but, yeah, I think it was just, I was just it was just the match. I thought the I thought the... Participants in the match were above the actual booking of the match. I think yeah. that was the problem. Completely agree. Like I've really turned a corner with Carmella. Like this time last year, I was I was in a big sort of like negative Carmella train, only because I, her character was so inconsistent on TV. It was, yeah. She was either booked to, like she kept being presented as this like you know fluky champion that mm-hmm. keeps like eking out these victories. Yeah. But then she's pinning Charlotte clean, and I'm like, well. Is she a rubbish champion or is she a good champion? Yeah. Because that suggests to me that she's good. Yeah. But again, on TV, you're like, no, you're fluky and you keep, you're you're actually rubbish. Yeah. Then so I found her to be completely inconsistent. But since her babyface turn and her alliance with Truth, mm-hmm. she thinks she's been a great TV presence. She has and, been and really, yeah. really wonderful. I'm a big fan of Naomi. Yeah. Natalia, I can kind of take or leave. I think she is. I don't want to say like I don't want to use the term past her prime because that's really, really harsh and unfair. Yeah. But it's. I don't think anyone has been interested in Natalia for, you know, not going on two years. She's never, she has, she has not had in recent memory a memorable feud. She had that one with Ruby Riots and they put Jim's face on a table. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Like, that was the last thing she had to do. Yeah. And that was November last year. Yeah. So now you're trying to say in, in July of 2019, eight months on that oh by the way she's now the number one contender she's barely been featured on tv and and that's what i mean like the four people that they picked only one of them has ever has been on tv in a prominent role yeah for for this year so it's just very weird and then all of a sudden we're like oh we're pushing natalia now and she's now having the top like you know top women's match at SummerSlam. yeah very very odd aside from the fact it's in canada yeah and if you look at the if you look at who else given that we're we seem to be in like a post wild card rule world where like you can kind of put anybody in any match yeah if you look at the other like the other people especially over on smackdown you've got and i, I understand they're like a tag team but like you got oscar and Kyrie saying oh, two yeah. people who could be killer single Absolutely, matches at yeah. SummerSlam. there's a lot of people out there that you know might be more interesting choices even for the elimination match even if they didn't go on and win mm-hmm. ember moon Emp- <sighs> don't even get me started <laughs> she's terrific even even i'm a big fan of sony Deville. Deville. yeah oh sony Deville. I'm yeah a huge, she's huge terrific of, yeah, she's yeah. terrific so like I think there was a there are a lot of other people that could have been in this even make it a, a larger like pool in the match make it like a six person elimination match, uh, but yeah you're, you're right about Natalia like where has been there's been zero build for this and you've got I'm sorry because they decided to shoehorn all these pay per views into the schedule you've got about ten minutes before SummerSlam actually happens like there's not that much, there's like what three weeks or so yeah I think it's like three is it three or four weeks until SummerSlam it's like it's the early it's early the August, August isn't it twelfth yeah. of August twelfth of, of August yeah. yeah yeah so we got yeah we got like three four, four weeks. weeks yeah yeah but like it's I would almost argue actually putting Ember Moon and Mandy Rose in this match granted then you would have had. Well, I suppose it doesn't really matter with the brands and wildcards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if you'd have put Ember Moon and Mandy Rose in this match, at least then that furthers their storyline from yeah, SmackDown. And exactly. you could have used some of that to yeah. fuel the match yeah. and build up to the fact that they've got a match tonight on SmackDown where they've got Ember Moon's picking a mystery partner to tag with. They're going up against Fire and Desire. So you could have used this match to build that match. Neither of them have to win, but yeah. you can use the match to kind of like guide you to be like, oh, and by the way, these two are going to clash again on SmackDown in this heated rivalry over donuts and magazines or whatever mm-hmm. it is they're feuding over Switches. at the moment. Yeah. yeah, so 
I, if, I thought that it was a very odd choice, an odd selection. Mm-hmm. Well, when you, when, I, I agree, can I agree completely? When you look at the men's uh, match, the men's all-star ten-person whatever battle royal. Um, when you look at it was that, the cross-branded all-star top ten battle royal. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was I thinking? Uh, when you take a look at that, you have stories built into a lot of the participants. You've got even if if it comes down to big man versus big man, you have Big E, which by the way. We'll get to this when we talk about it, but he is so overdue for a singles push. Right, yeah. When he's standing face-to-face with Braun Strowman, I got goosebumps. Oh, I, thought yeah. it, I thought it was great. And so you have, like, natural stories that are either that either you're excited to see or you've already seen, and there's some history there between some of those participants. You don't have any of that here. Alexa Bliss is coming off the thing with Bailey. Uh, Naomi is not in a thing right now. No. Natalia's not in a thing right now, and Carmella's with our truth usually. And, and this is, so this has nothing to do with that. So. Yeah, and and I think that's why the crowd turned against the match because they weren't given any reason to be invested in any of the characters, and therefore them being successful or unsuccessful. Yeah. The only storyline that's going on here is Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Yeah. And they didn't win. Yeah, exactly. And so Natalia won. And I think actually, in credit to them, I think that they actually managed to get Natty to over to a certain degree mm. in the post-match moment. Oh, and for they, sure, yeah. They did an interview with, with Mean Charlie Caruso. And... Becky like grabbed the mic and she said that she's going to wipe the floor with uh, Natalia in her own country. Mm-hmm. And she said, I do a lot. Of, uh, you know, we're, we are friends, but, you know, I'm, we're not going to be friends come SummerSlam. Yeah. I do a lot better in war than I do in love. And then Natalia had a very, very weird line where it said, well, you must not be a good lover then, yeah. bitch. I'm glad I wasn't the only person who had to, like, try to decipher <laughs> what that I, meant. I don't know, but the crowd reacted big to it. I think because she said bitch, and well, like, no, you, that's the biggest cheap pop you can get in it, WWE. Well, that and questioning a person's sexual prowess. Yeah, like, it doesn't so. really matter if it makes sense or not. <laughs> it's like if, if I say, oh, you're a crap lover, then people are going to pop for that. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make any sense, like, the context of it. Uh, so that was totally fine. And and I like that Natalia, like at least during the match, she had, you know, some of the makeup had come worn off. So she looked like she had just been through a battle. Yeah. And that that made the standoff work really, really well. And she had those lines. She said the lines with conviction, which, again, that goes a long way. And they looked like they were ready to throw right then, right there. And that always really, really does help. I just feel like this could have been like a much more expanded match. I mean, it was already a long match. 17 minutes. That is very long, especially considering the guys was like maybe 10 minutes. Well, it went through one ad break. Yeah. And I thought the whole point of it being a battle royal was so they could do like the the false like restarts and like we'll get to the final four and then we'll restart the match. Are you tired? That's everybody hates that here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. All right. But I was trying to work out why they picked a battle royal at the end. And then, but no, they did it all within one commercial break, Mm -hmm. like one sort of like segment. Yeah. That really needed to be that needed to be like a whole half hour. I mean, that's yeah. one. That's one. It's I, I hate saying this, but like that's one thing that I miss about Raw in general. Not to steer from the point, but uh, is that we used to get on Raw those twenty-five minute long matches, which you can go back to and say, well, they don't really do those on pay per view anymore, and so at least we get them on Raw, and they don't do that anymore. Now it's just like, oh, best two out of three falls, which just kills the drama because oh, yeah. they have to get to a fall. Before commercial break. Yeah. And it just kills all the drama. And then when you do have a singles match, you're like, well, okay, well, this isn't going short. This is going short. They're all, they all go short. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. As soon as they announce this is like one fall to a finish, you're like, oh, okay, cool. So it's yeah. going to be over in, like in a, a couple of minutes. Two minute yeah. match. Yeah. Exactly, Start yeah. the timer. Which we got a couple of those on Raw last Yeah, time. we really did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
I, I get why the fans turned on the match. It was boring. I think Bliss just going to headlocks all the time really didn't help matters. Yeah. There was a moment where she was helping Natty pin Naomi off a powerbomb. And Naomi kicked out, and Natalia got really annoyed at Bliss. And I'm like, why are you getting annoyed? She's helping mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And like, if you eliminate Naomi, then that betters your chance of winning. Yeah. So I felt that it was just some logic holes in there. And yeah, and the crowd just completely turned against it. It's kind of odd, too, because like, as of late, there's been some pretty decent. I mean, going back a little, I, mean, I know that Fit Finley's been working with the, the women's division, and yeah. they all praise him quite a bit. Um, maybe it was maybe it was somebody new doing the producing here. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they'll never tell us. They don't like us knowing stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're very resentful of us fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, quite. <laughs> so I I get why the the crowd turned on it. I don't know if I buy into the whole that it's the disrespectful thing. I, I get it as an argument, but I think fans are free. Uh, to be honest, at least they didn't get a beach ball out. Like once that's you get true, a beach ball yeah. out, that's when I start to lose my mind yeah, a little bit. But yeah. like because that means you took that beach ball in there specifically waiting for a match to be bad, uh, yeah. so that you could like start crapping all over it. Um, it's just weird to me that it was this match of all matches that the fans started to crap all over because I think that there's been a lot worse matches in WWE uh, this year. Yeah, it's just that you never know with what crowd you're gonna get. Like yeah. you never know what traffic is like. <laughs> I mean, you 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 know, it's it's so weird. Like crowds are like living, breathing organisms. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna what's gonna crawl up their butt or what. You know, you just yeah. don't know. Well, we were when we did the review for uh, I can't remember which pay per view it was. Now I think it was, no, it was last week's SmackDown when they were or last week's Raw where they were looking for the mystery partner for Roman Reigns to be tagging with against okay. Shane and Drew. Yeah. Shane and Drew were walking around backstage, you know, speaking to Janice and whatnot, yeah. and they spoke to a concessions guy who was selling beer for fifteen dollars. Yeah. Now here in the UK, we were befuddled by this. Oh, I Me mean, yeah. in particular, I was like, "How fifteen dollars? That's an incredible amount of money to pay for a singular beer." So normal. But yeah, and everyone was yeah. like, "By the way, that's completely normal." Yeah. <laughs> at at arenas, that would make me very cranky. At like at arenas, that's totally the case. At like like your bar, unless it's like a Saturday night and you're like in LA, like on the Sunset Strip or mm -hmm. something. Like then you can get really expensive beers too, but otherwise they're usually kind of normal price. But at arenas, it's horrible. It's ridiculous. Ludicrous. That's, it why, is. that's why I'd be cranky. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. We've got to shout out our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers. If you want to join in that list, all you've got to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and get involved. And at the $25 and above tier, you get your name shouted out on this show with your own special wrestling name. Like this guy, Tyler Sandbo Selector. Nice. Hey. You get a cheap pop out of it as well. Yeah. You get to read the next one. Cool like a summer's breeze, Chris Summerfield. Nice. <laughs> Nate dropped surname. Yes. Yeah. Super chat. He's strong. Justin Roderick. Yeah. yeah. Justin A A A A La. The thing is, Ay 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 Ala. Ay Ay Ala. Correct. No one ever gets that reference. And Raz the Man Reality. Yeah. One of my faves, Xandermania Running Wild. Yeah. Xandermania. T Rex Joseph Clameron. Yeah. Girls on film. Evie Duran. Yeah. The Toxic Dogma Avenger. Yeah. Great film. Alex the Rojas Johnson. Oh, yeah. good for that. Dylan McMillan and McMillions. Yes. Marcus, he's got soul. Campbell. Bracket. It's a football joke. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Former UFC champion Steve Ortiz. Oh, yeah. Man, and finally, 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 it's Belly Average Gaming. Yes, Woo! thank you to every one of you. I love each and every one of the Swap Nation and the Friendos. Uh, but, Randy Andy Denson, what are people saying in the Super Chats? Well... They are saying lots of nice things about having Steve here, oh, first of all. Well, it lots is of people nice having Steve. I'm very happy people saying uh, it's the mega powers. <laughs> uh, people saying that it's the wild card rule. 
I'm afraid you have to do that again because it was on my face at that time. Oh, and well, also, yeah, it's, it's behind the uh, Funko it, Pops. It's a once in a lifetime. Oh, well, yeah. Never happen again. The no. wild card rule. Um, who do you, because we know we, we play a game, or we have played a game in the past, where who does this person look like? Um, so who do you think you've had your lookalikes? Oh, well, who do I look like? Oh, mm. I get I get Cena a yep, lot. Yeah, you've got John Cena. Yeah, I call myself Doey Cena. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark Wahlberg I get a lot. Yeah, you've had Mark Wahlberg. Okay. In fairness, Mark Wahlberg and John Cena look very much alike. Uh, uh, that's true, they do. Hold on, wait. Uh, I get James Hetfield sometimes no, from Metallica. Oh, that's cool. Really? I haven't seen that. Uh, you've had JBL. Oh, yeah, I've gotten that. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. What? what? Really? Um, oh, big Danny Aykroyd. And someone has asked, where is Larson? He is probably right now at this moment. It is eight hours ago where we come from, which would have been twelve minus five is six in the morning. Yeah, that makes sense. Like six twenty in the morning. Hopefully, he's sleeping. Um, sometimes his dog wakes him up this early. I don't know if he's in the Bay Area, so I hope he's sleeping. I hope he's getting rest. We're, we he gets the entire week off. We pre-record a bunch of stuff. So hopefully he's sleeping and getting some good rest. And before we go to Super Chats, it is uh, Angel Perez's birthday. So maybe oh. a quick shout Happy out birthday to Happy them. birthday. Happy Angel. birthday, buddy. We will start, as we often do, with Tim Arndt, who has not said anything. But thank you very much for your donation, Thank you, Tim. Kelly. Uh, Japanese name says, moving to the Wednesday Super Chat since I don't really watch SmackDown or Raw. Hope you don't mind. Don't mind at all. Don't no, mind at all, absolutely mate. Absolutely not. Vernon Jeffrey says, I live in Philly, but I didn't go to Extreme Rules because of other obligations, but I'm glad my city had a good show. Oh, it did. Yeah, Extreme Rules was a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Job. Apart from the main two matches. Mm. Jobber JJ says, the match was crap. Considering what AEW's women's division is putting on, WWE should be embarrassed. I was embarrassed, Ooh. and I felt sorry for all four women. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I mean, I actually... In sort of defense of, of what Jay is saying there, they have got an incredible women's roster that could be putting on like some of the best women's matches yeah. we're getting in, in the country, in the world. Yeah. And unfortunately, the, this, this yeah, was not one not, of those. It's not the women's fault they were booked to have a boring, uh, match. A boring match that was. Yeah. By the way, Larry uh, Sonka, who does the 411 Mania stuff, mm. has said that the match was 25 minutes long. Was it really? Oh my gosh. Uh, and the number one contenders battle royale was seven and a, seven <sighs> minutes 55. Wow. 25 minutes. Yeah. It did. I mean, granted, I will say, like, to pulling the curtain back, I took a break in the middle of it mm. because it, it kept going. And I was like, uh, Carmella had been eliminated, and then some, a bunch more stuff happened. That's probably, and, I, and I was like, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away. I'm gonna go have a shower. I'm gonna make myself a cup <laughs> of tea. Probably the longest TV match they've had since one of the Gauntlet matches before Mania for Kofi. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think there was wrestling in the ad breaks as well. Anyway, uh, Evan Samuel says, since when is the EOD the most powerful finisher? End of days. Yeah. Oh, they've been booking that really strong. Yeah, but like Becky came out limping and they were like, oh, it's because she took the end of days. Limping? Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, she just like, she forgot that it's not pre-mania. Because like they had her limping all the time before. Oh, that's all was she was terrible. doing. Yeah, it was terrible. Who, um, who knew the end of days targets the knee? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it's so good. It's because you're expecting it to hurt your face. You guys, I, so I didn't, did you guys freak out at uh, Extreme Rules when she took the end of days? It was pretty cool. Generally, like, I, it, I, I'd been quite bored during the match. Okay. And it generally made me sort of go like, oh, my. Whoa, yeah. And it like, the, completely woke the crowd up. Oh, Especially yeah. just kind of turned around into 
it and not yeah. ju- not it wasn't like, like he, built he up. just like pulled her into yeah. it as well and i was like no <gasps> they did it looks both of both the end of days and the deep six are both they both look like really fun moves oh yeah you know because yeah, it yeah. just spins people around uh we'll do five more for now uh ma campbell says i want to see demon finn versus the fiend at SummerSlam." i think that's probably what we're going that's what a lot of people are saying yeah. i have an idea about that one too oh do you i do you oh, want to hear the, it now or no, later let's tease it okay let's tease it all right find out in a little bit <laughs> jobber jj says uh, they should not uh backlash at us we're the ones that pushed for women's wrestling this match represents what vince truly feels about women's wrestling Hmm, I don't know about that one. Strong opinions from yeah, you today, Jobber. Opinions. I'm not sure on that one. Japanese name says, but for my last Monday Super Chat, out of these four, who was the best general manager? Brad Maddox, Bret Hart, Booker T, Mike Adam. Mike Adam. Mike Adam. Oh, man. What oh, do you think? Mad Braddox. Yeah? Brad Maddox, absolutely. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. He was terrible. I was going to say, I can't even remember him being general manager. What did he do? Me neither. I thought he was just like a shady ref. Yeah, he was a shady ref, right? He was in the right back, CM Punk, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And then he was in something with AJ Lee, I think. It would, I do remember a lot of Brad Maddox. I remember there being more to him than just the ref stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was a GM. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember Booker T being a GM. I think either. he was very briefly. I don't remember. Booker T was SmackDown briefly, I think. I don't remember Bret Hart being a general manager. Right? He, it was it was after his mania thing. Was like it really, he came back like a bunch of because I, I I for whatever reason I researched his like comeback because it it's so sad and just bizarre, um, and I wasn't watching at the time uh, live, uh, and so he was GM. But I don't even know what he did. Like I don't know. I don't think any of the names. The point of that list is none of them really did anything. So I'm, I'm gonna guess I'm saying I'm gonna say Mike Adam Lee. Bless his heart. Uh, I'm going to say know. Mike Adam Lee is the only one I really remember being a GM. I don't know, I don't know who that is. And, um, I mean, really, it's Johnny Ace is the answer we're oh. looking for. <gasps> Yo, John Laurinaitis, yeah. he's the one. People power. Because CM Punk had a feud with him where they played Stan Bush's The Touch from the Transformers movie soundtrack on Raw, which was a great, a, one great. of the greatest Raw moments ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, my not my memory of Bret Hart's return was that terrible WrestleMania match with oh, a terrible awful. build. Yeah. Then he won the US title from Miz, I think. Yeah. In a match where he couldn't take a bump. Yeah. And then was in the SummerSlam match against the Nexus. That's right. And that's the only thing. I don't remember him being GM. That's all. Zach Icon Lindner says, first live wrestling I've ever seen was not good. I'm assuming he means last night. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, were there any good matches on the show? I didn't hate the show. I thought I, the show was fine. I, yeah, I was I was genuinely shocked. Zack like, Ryder versus... <laughs> yeah, in terms of, like, good matches, I thought the best one was probably the main event. Yeah, it, really it, was. it was. fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought, there were, I thought there was cool stuff going on during the show, though. I yeah, thought yeah. Cedric winning was a shocker. I thought for sure they were just going to go... They're just going to have Drew just start killing people on the way to SummerSlam against... It's going to be Taker, right? Well, I don't think it is now. Based on this, I don't think it is. Yeah. Cedric versus Taker. Um, <laughs> and lastly for now, we've got Ryan F. Uh, echoing an earlier comment. Say The Fiend versus The Demon at SummerSlam and The Fiend wins. But we will get Steve's uh, thoughts on that in a little bit. Raw kicked off with new Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Steve, uh, you've been away from the internet for yeah. a couple of weeks now. A little bit, a little bit. So uh, what are your thoughts on Brock being champ again? Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of the Pavlovian, uh, but um, I guess, I guess I, I was thinking about this this morning when I, when I actually saw him. I guess, I guess here's my thing. 
we I know, Brock Lesnar can have good matches. He's had them with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, Balor. Uh, Balor. Thank you. Uh, I think that Seth's victory over Brock obviously wasn't a decisive moment. It was filled with low blows and I think chair shots. If I'm not mistaken, I forget. Um, and I, I think that if Seth is to be taken seriously as a champion. He needs to have the clean, actual wrestling match where he beats Brock Lesnar square in the middle of the ring at SummerSlam, which is probably where it's going to happen if they're going to go in that direction. Or, I mean, uh, Brock might be a ratings mover, and he might be the guy that they, they have the SmackDown on Fox stuff with. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, if, if, if it's going to go past SummerSlam, then it's, uh If it's just for a chance for Seth Rollins to – and I'm not like I'm – a, I'm a Seth Rollins fan. I'm not like a huge Seth Rollins fan. But I can see him beating Brock cleanly the way they wanted Roman to. Uh, I could see that happening, and I guess I'd be okay with it. I think it's a money match. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, I think like everybody else, when you see the, the idea of Brock with the Universal Championship, it's just like, oh. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of uh, negative responses to it on uh, the videos that we did yesterday and like the review and the ramble we did. Uh, I think, the for me, this is ending at SummerSlam. Like, it's got to be Seth winning the title back and, ha- as you say, having that, that big, decisive win over Lesnar. And I think that actually might help Seth as champion. Because oh, sure, yeah. All he's done since winning the belt is feud with Baron Corbin in these sort of like very boring matches. Mm-hmm. I think this could actually really help cement him as a top guy and as and as a champion. May I ask you this though? Uh, in Please the do. lead up during the entirety of the Roman Brock thing, how many times did we all say perhaps? It's going to end here, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, we all thought it was going to end at WrestleMania. Yes. The, the one in New Orleans. We were yes. like, oh, it's, it's clearly going to end there. Right. And then it didn't. You're like, oh, well, it's going to end at Saudi Arabia, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> and then it, it never did. And I just hope to God they don't go that down that path. I don't know what his, swerve, yeah. I don't know what his deal is right now with the WWE. He seems to definitely be retired from the UFC. So I, I don't know. I mean, I hope that if, if Seth beats him clean, decisive, at, I mean, it does it does make sense, Seth, doing it because he is kind of an amalgam of Daniel Bryan, Balor, and AJ Styles. Like, you put them all together, and you kind of have Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. You, a case could be made, I guess. And so, you know, you get him in there against Brock at Mania, uh, SummerSlam, rather, clean finish. And then Brock needs to move on to, like, some legacy-type stuff. Like, get, yeah. go, go against guys who are kind of above the title. Because you need you need a universal title scene. Like any good scene, is is a bit on the fluid side and the unpredictable side. I can almost. I mean, my kind of my bold prediction yesterday was they were going to do the title switch at Raw reunion. Mm. I thought they were going to have because that's going to be like a big show. It's going to be because it's got the the nostalgia bump to it. I thought you have the big universal title match on there to really build some intrigue into yeah. the show, and then you can hopefully can carry those viewers over in, into the following weeks. But I think that if if Seth does win at SummerSlam, which I'm very much hoping that he does, I can almost see Brock going away until the Fox move, mm. and then it's just on SmackDown only, yeah. but probably in that WWE Championship picture, and we'll just have a replay of what we did with the Universal title, mm-hmm. but with the WWE title instead. Yeah, because Roman could be there too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, brilliant. Another Brock Roman main event at WrestleMania. Oh, who doesn't want that? Exactly, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. everyone but Vince. Um, <laughs> but uh, Heyman was there to cut his promo doing the Brock party uh, shtick with the belt. Um, the crowd were booing them, and Heyman says, boo yourselves for not listening. And uh, alludes to the fact that he's got all the stroke backstage now because this is the first episode of the Heyman era. 
Is so is that that's been sort of confirmed? I guess they yeah. All the reports said that it was after Extreme Rules. Okay, they were going to get essentially a clean slate and sort of because this this was the first show of the Heyman era, which is remarkable because it felt exactly like it always has done. Like yeah. it didn't feel like a big change had happened. Yeah. Um, and they announced here the cross-branded All-Star Top Ten Battle Royal with a winner getting a shot at SummerSlam, and it was Rollins, Randy Orton, Big E, Cesaro, Braun Strowman, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn was a late addition. It was meant to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was I wonder, advertised. Yeah, I wonder what the deal with that was. Well, well according to the Observer, its uh, plans changed, and they want to go in a different direction with Bryan. And he's now making a career-altering speech uh, tonight on SmackDown. Wow. Okay. So, That's cool. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, our first two out of three falls match of the evening uh, was between uh, Ricochet and the Usos versus the revival just, of Robert Roode. It's just here now. It's just <laughs> now we just have that. Now it's two out of three falls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I guess an ad break's coming up then. Um, the weirdest thing about this was, and I, I kind of I rag on WWE sometimes for this, but it's the order that people come out. Yeah. So you had Ricochet come out. By the way, Ricochet, no sound effects in his entrance. So I think that's a positive. No, he had the pew pew pews. Did he? Oh, yeah. I just didn't hear You know them. what's funny, though? You know what's hilarious? This is totally true. This is shoot. Mm-hmm. First time I've ever actually heard them. Really? I Every single time he's come out, people talk about the pew pew pew, and I've never heard them. I've <laughs> never been paying attention. This time, when Brock was walking up the ramp or whatever it was, I hear pew pew pew, and I'm like, holy crap, that's Ricochet. <laughs> and then sure enough, it's him. Yeah, there actually was like a moment of tension between Brock and Ricochet. Not like looking directly at each other, but Brock was just looking at him going like, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah, and Corey even said, oh, brave of Ricochet just to run past Brock. And <laughs> yeah. it kind of was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of terrifying. Think a Brock-Ricochet match oh. would be so much yeah, fun. Yeah, it'd be killer. Because Brock can like throw that man hither and yonder. Oh, yeah. But Ricochet can sell the big versus small. Big time. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Ricochet made his entrance, and then they come back from commercial, and Robert Roode is finishing his entrance. And I was like, okay, so is it Ricochet and Robert Roode? Can't remember if he's a babyface or a heel. And I saw the revival in the ring, and then the Usos came out, and it was only then I worked I was like, oh, it's Ricochet and the Usos versus the revival and Robert Roode. Yeah, man. I was just happy that Robert Roode has successfully transitioned out of the loser locker room, out of the 24-7 title scene, into guy who eats pin and doesn't he, – did, he didn't get any offense in what's wrong, did he? I don't think that he did. I mean, to be honest, the disappointing thing about this is the loss of the mustache. I really thought that's what oh, was going to push him man, into the man, I watched it on my phone. It was too small to notice yeah, that. he's gone back to full beard. Ah. Disappointing. Bummer. Um – yeah, it's Ricochet pinned Dawson right away. Oh, like yeah. within seconds, yeah. he pinned him. Going to commercial in 10 seconds, <laughs> nine, eight, take well, a pin in. Well, that was the weird thing. That wasn't the first. They didn't go to ad break. They did another <sighs> pinfall and then went to ad break. Yeah. But it was the, uh, the even odder, it was the, the heels worked over Jey Uso and then Dawson pinned him from a flapjack. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wonder if it was meant to be a shadow machine. I wonder, because Dawson, because uh, Wilder was there. Yeah. But by the time he was bouncing off the ropes, he'd already left the ring. Yeah, okay. So Dawson had lifted him up to hit the shadow machine, but there was no Wilder there. Was that so he just the, hit a flapjack and then pinned him. Was that the one from, so they have a name, is this new, they have a name for Ricochet's single knee codebreaker, the recoil? Is that what it's called? That's what they called it last night. Right. Maybe that's a new thing. Yeah, he I thought, pinned Dawson with that. Okay, okay, he did, okay. Yeah, he All pinned right. Dawson with that, and then they did the flapjack as the second Oh, then okay. went to ad break right. um, and yeah very much it was just Ricochet gets the hot tag 6.30 on route for the win Renee Oddly called it Retribution for Sunday I'm like 
it wasn't rubbery wasn't even booked yeah um AJ and the club then walked down to the ring and Ricochet dived into them and attacked AJ and the Usos joined in, beating up the club and they stood tall until Robert Roode got involved and there were shadow machines and dives and whatnot. Mm. Uh, phenomenal forearm and a magic killer to Ricochet and the club stand tall. I actually thought the closing angle was really cool. Yeah, like, no, once me too, everyone yeah. got involved and started doing finishing stuff, it was really, really fun. No, I like that. I like that the uh, I like that we get to see Gallows and Anderson on TV. Oh, yeah. I like that evidently they signed for a ton of money. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I've got I've got an idea for them, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Ooh, yeah. You're full of ideas today. I like I've it. Been away from this for like a <laughs> long time, so yeah, yeah, man. It's all just been festering. It has been. <laughs> You've exactly, been looking at the yeah. Tower of London, but really, you're like, what do we do with the club? <laughs> I'm like, I wonder what a six thirty from up there like. <laughs> from the Salt Tower. What would that look like? Uh, Viking Raiders quickly dispatched of some uh, jobbers. Uh, uh, some I'm so tired of this, dude. I'm so, I'm, I'm so, they're like one of the best. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go I'm on. I'm used to doing it with Larson. We cut each other off a lot. Uh, they are legit. One of the best wrestling tag teams on the planet. Look at the match they had in NXT. Uh, right. Rainier, uh, Mania weekend, rather. Right, right. And how many times? It, it, the, the, the sucky thing is I've always defended jobber squash matches and Larson lately has been super anti and they're just proving his point which <laughs> bugs me to no end because now I'm firmly against these jobber squash ma- I'm tired of it like let's get an actual feud they're gonna end up back on main event any day now if they keep on doing this yeah I mean look what happened to AOP like yeah AOP, exactly they did exactly. their squash matches won the exactly. belts and then sort of went nowhere with them and Damn. then one of them got injured they're back and Mm-hmm. They were at the Saudi Showdown, but haven't mm-hmm. been seen since. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that they need something. I think you can have more than one tag team feud going on at any one time. Sure. Um, you don't have to do it as a pay feud. You could just blow it off on a TV show. Yeah, uh, and I think you can do it. They just choose not to. Yeah. Uh, we got the recap of Taker and Roman versus Drew and Shane from Extreme Rules, which I thought was excellent. Yeah, a lot of people like that. Fun, one. fun match. Uh, and then we had a clip from earlier in the day where Drew walked into a locker room where Finn, Cedric Alexander, the Street Profits, and No Way Jose were hanging Ooh. out. No Way Jose wearing his parody of the Vote for Pedro t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, Very timely. Okay. Very timely. <laughs> that movie was 10 years ago. I think it's even more than that, right? Probably. I was at I university like th- 15 years ago. I don't ago like and I watched think- that when I was at university. I don't like to think about how old I am, man. Um, but th- this kind of drove me bonkers, but I should have seen it coming. They're, they're basically ignoring the fact that Drew beat Cedric last week. And yeah. that they're just pretending that Cedric's plan worked and he foiled their heels yeah. when he didn't. He yeah. got into the ring and got pinned by Drew and Shane. Yeah. But then when they showed the recap of it this week, edited that bit out. And we're just like, nope, he came in, did some moves, and him and Roman stood tall. Uh, I know. And then Drew comes in and he's really annoyed at Cedric. And I'm like, he's like, you think it's all fun and games last week. And I'm like, you won. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was fun and games for you. You you kicked him in the face. You left him bleeding. Yeah. You very much won that match. Yeah. I could. I mean, I could kind of see his point of view. I mean, Cedric did pull the switcheroo on him. That, that's kind of enough, though. I mean, that's <laughs> like don't 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 mess with me, okay? <laughs> I'm like that. I go I go to Gorilla. I see the whiteboard that is in 2K19. Anyways, you see the whiteboard. <laughs> it's me versus what was the dude's name? Gary Gary Garbutt. Yeah, Gary Garbutt. 
I expect to fight him. And then I get Cedric Alexander, who is a, a terrific competitor. Mm-hmm. Stay out of my business. I, I get it from Drew's standpoint. Also, he's probably bummed out. Like, just a couple of weeks ago, last time I was watching anyways, he was in a green room with some wonderful hors d'oeuvres, Shane McMahon and the Revival, and now he's just by himself. Oh, so man. I kind of see why he'd be... In in a uh, you know in a bad mood, want to take it out on Cedric. Have we lost the Omni Shane? Is the Shane Drew partnership over now? I guess we'll find out on SmackDown. Really, what, what we're doing with Shane? Yeah, I mean, so funny when you came into the office today, and you were like, "No Shane on the show." Right? I know, and I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, but he's on SmackDown tonight." <laughs> so I mean, hey, you know what? Though he was off Raw. The Raw is a really long show. That's a good first step. It's a good first step. Yeah. And it did lead to Cedric versus Drew, uh, where they kept saying that Drew must be embarrassed after last week. I was like, I don't know why. Good, yeah. And yeah. then uh, yeah, zero reaction for Cedric, probably because he lost. Um, uh, but then, uh, okay, so I, I like that Cedric won. I like that Cedric won here. I just think it would have been so much better if he'd also won last week. And yeah, he got sure. two big upset victories over Drew. Yeah. But this match also is one of my big bugbears in WWE, which is the bigger heel dominates, 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 dominates. Babyface gets a fluky victory. Mm-hmm. No one really looks good. Yeah. Because Drew just looks like a chump for losing. But Cedric looks fluky in victory. No one really comes out on top. It's not like he had a big flurry of offense and then pinned him. Yeah, the the w, Vince really treads lightly when it comes to anybody smaller beating anybody bigger legitimately. Yeah, he's not a fan of that. So for me, it's just like, well, any win is a good win. Cedric's on TV again. He's out of the twenty four seven slash that is very locker true. Room yep. picture. Every cloud has a silver lining. I'm telling you, yours is literally half empty. Mine is more <laughs> than half full. So there you go. You're absolutely right. You know, really, I've got to look at the bright side of this. It's nice having you around. Like you didn't inject me. Like, you sit there and go like, well, what about this? Like, God, you're right. Cedric's on TV now. That is a good thing. And he did win here. Uh, we've got a recap of Nakamura winning the IC title at Extreme Rules and Balor cutting a promo saying that uh, he lost his title, but he's not going to dwell on the past. He's going to look forward. He's going to win the title back. He's facing Joe tonight. Yeah. I, he just needs to stay away from the loser locker room. <laughs> I really feel like the Street Profits have not made a case for being out of what appears to be a loser locker room type situation. If you're hanging out with No Way Jose, that you're not hanging out with the right people. Oh, you're man. not. Uh, who else was in the in the locker room earlier? Uh, it was Cedric, Cedric Finn, Finn, and the Street Profits. Finn needs to not be hanging out with any of those people because he should be much bigger than that. Yeah. That kind of bugged me a little bit. I mean, legitimately, because I'm like, you're not supposed to be a set piece. You're Finn Balor. Yeah. You're just former Intercontinental Champion. You should be somewhere else. But yeah, he, he did the promo, and it was it was good. It was very intense. I, yeah, we had Joe cutting a promo, uh, responding to Balor, saying that he'll be there to hand another loss to Finn. And I'm like, well, why aren't you naked, mate? You also lost at Extreme Rules. True. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but my... Um, so the Joe made his entrance, and I'm like, okay, cool. So we're getting Joe versus Balor now. Maybe we're going to cut to uh, an ad break, and then we'll mm-hmm. come back and we'll have the match. But Joe makes his entrance, and then they had a recap of Heyman announcing the Battle Royal. And I'm like, guys, we haven't got time for this. We need to get some wrestling in this. Otherwise, we're not getting a a wrestling match out of this. And then Roman was interviewed backstage. I'm like, guys, guys, we need to get back to the wrestling. Otherwise, we're not getting any of it. Uh, Roman said that it's uh, this has been his week. He won the the SB. He went to the Hobson Shaw premiere, and he whooped everyone's ass with The Undertaker. Yeah, that looked fun. I didn't actually watch Extreme Rules because I've been on vacation. Um, I watched Raw. Fair enough, I watched Raw for this. Um, I'll probably watch Sorry SmackDown. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's um, 
Yeah, uh, Roman's SB. Did you see the? Uh, oh, they recapped it later on in the show. I didn't. I saw your. I saw your title and thumbnail saying it was weird. <laughs> well, yeah, they gave it to him on the red carpet. It wasn't actually like what? Of, it wasn't a part of the awards ceremony. It's an award. Oh, it's a it's a fake award though, right? Like it's it was you know it was well, the, it's not a slammy. It's the WWE award for the best WWE moments. And oh. yeah, they didn't actually do it during the show. They just gave oh, it to him on the red carpet. God. This really weird segment where the guy introducing it clearly had no idea who anyone was. Oh man! And he's just like, "I'm joined by Seth Rollins." Oh. Looking at which one's gonna nod, be like, "It's oh, you, you're no. Seth." Oh, it's so bad. I mean, maybe better that than Roman having to go up on stage and being, "Here's the fake award for fake stuff. Congratulations <laughs> on your very real cancer stuff." Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, here you go. Here's an award for a bunch of yeah. Yeah, but then we got uh, Joe versus Finn Balor. Um, they say that Joe took uh, Kofi to the limit and extreme rules, but I don't think he did. How long uh, was that match? It went a while. I would think the gauntlet matches took Kofi to his limits. I would completely <laughs> agree with that. It's certainly more than, than Joe did. <laughs> right. Th- th- Kofi looked very convincing in his win. Um, and, yeah, this match, what happened? So they beat down Finn. He locked in the clutch. Balor rolled through, and he hit the stomp. No, no, hang on. Joe beat him, right? Joe just Joe beat, beat him. him. Yeah, Joe just beat Balor, right? Yeah, and then Balor after the match attacked Joe. Then attacked it, him. It, it was, I mean, it was a roll through thing, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like he tapped him out. Like it was a roll through, and and Finn immediately got up and was all angry with himself. And then yeah, he went after That's he went after right. Joe. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, I just assumed that Balor won because he was the one that was standing tall at the end. Yeah, no, but, no, yeah, he, no, he lost. Yeah, yeah, Joe won. I hate when they do that. Hey, when a guy wins and then just gets beaten down afterwards by the guy that he just beats, it's like, oh, cool. So no one won then. I genu- I, I generally agree with you. However, that goes into my theory about Finn Balor. So what happened next? And then we'll get into my theory. I was gonna, well, this was the, I, aside from the main event, this was the best bit of the show. Yeah, I They recapped this a bunch, and rightly so, because this was awesome. Yeah. This was so cool. Like, Balor's there celebrating the ring and his music all of a sudden starts going like... At, at what point did you realize, this is Bray? I, I didn't until no. he until he was there. I didn't work out it was yeah. Bray. Yeah, the music really did. And then the lights systematically shut off. Yeah. And then they started, like, strobing while The Fiend, Bray Wyatt's new character, is in the ring holding Balor in the Sister Abigail. Yeah. And it's strobe lighting, strobe lighting. And then the lights come up. He hits Sister Abigail. And then just staring into this camera with this terrifying mask. It was awesome. It was really cool. Oh, so cool. And then you hear, like, a Bray Wyatt yeah. laugh. Um, I kind of wish that the lights would have come up and he would have done the muscle man dance. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, so I, I, I kind of feel like this. So a couple of people in Super Chats mentioned uh, that they feel like maybe we're going to get Demon versus Fiend at mm-hmm. SummerSlam. You know Fiend is not going to lose a match anytime soon. Mm-hmm. The, the Demon on main roster has been undefeated. This could be the thing that breaks Finn Balor is if the Demon loses at SummerSlam. Uh, he's lost his IC title in the kickoff show. He just lost to Joe. He was obviously upset about that because he started whooping on Joe, which is not really a face thing to do. I think after SummerSlam, he joins a club. Oh, man. I think I've seen a, a few people make this suggestion. Yeah. Pete was making this suggestion in the, offer, in the office as well, and I love it. Yeah. I hadn't really considered it previous to like, you guys yeah. mentioning it, but I'm like, I love it. We, yeah, we did like a top 10 things they, can, they should do. I don't know what it was. We did like a countdown episode. Where we talked about things that WWE really should be doing in terms of like, why are they leaving so much money on the table? And it's bizarre to me that they would have 
AJ, Finn, Gallows, and Anderson all on the same under the contract on the same roster, whatever main roster, and you're not putting them together. You're not utilizing the, the history that everybody knows about. Their merchandise sales, I think, in their last quarterly report was down 20%. You can make all that up by just having a cool-ass shirt. Cool club T-shirt. A cool club T-shirt. As like a dominating heel faction with yeah. those four guys. Yeah. And, and what I love most about that is it makes complete storyline sense. It does. As you say, he lost the title to, yeah. to Nakamura, lost to Joe. Yeah. Then he loses, and then the demon loses. Mm-hmm. And the report is from Ryan Satin is that Balor's requested time off. Oh, So okay. it's most likely, according to Satin, kicking off in mid-August, which would be after SummerSlam. Okay. So you can give The Fiend a big, big win. As you say, the first person to be huge demon balor on the main roster and then you have balor go away for two months comes back as a heel yeah like comes back maybe makes the save then turns heel and you join the club together love it if if they my my thing was i would love to see if aj and ricochet number one i can see a million of their matches i mean i hope that carries out after SummerSlam, into SummerSlam, after SummerSlam. you got the club beating down ricochet two months from now Balor comes down, you think he's going to make the save. No. He tears into Ricochet. They all stand tall with the two sweets. Yeah. I mean, that's just that that's so much money you're, you're making right there. And you're, you're, you're completely right on the t shirt sales as well, because I would probably wager that the Undisputed Era is one of the best selling t shirts from I think it the, is. the NXT. I brand. think it is. And their, and their logo is not impressive. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are not pretty shirts, but people I love them. I have one too. <laughs> They're not. Pro- I have a tank top. <laughs> I only wear it in the house. It's horrible. <laughs> well, and I, if I go to Walmart, yeah. um, so uh, is that a tank top place, Walmart? <laughs> uh, it's like where, yeah, <laughs> it's where you just do not care what you look like, what you smell like. Yeah, it's like I need bananas right now, <laughs> and I don't care if they're bruised. I'm going to go to Walmart. In my, in my pajamas. And there's one on every, like, every, there's one everywhere. And I'm yeah. in my pajamas with, like, a hole in the butt cheek area. <laughs> I don't care. My Undisputed Era tank top. And the Undisputed Era tank top. It's the only place I wear. So, like, yes. I mean, even the the, the shirt that, uh, Andrew, that uh, Festus was wearing, uh, it had, like, the Japanese writing and then the club, like, uh, the gas, gas mask. mask thing, yeah. Like, put some, I don't know, I'm a big I'm a big design guy. Like, I love cool design. You know, you add some, like, some spray paint, you know, splatter to that. Maybe you do a shirt that's all high contrast with all four of their faces. But something cool, like their eyes are blacked out. Mm. I don't know, something cool. And and there you go. You, you sell a ton. Yeah. And just a little. He doesn't have to go full Prince. Uh, uh, what was it Devitt. Prince Devitt? You don't yeah. need. You don't need that. Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. A of little it. bit. And he'd be so. And you just have a short period where he's like actually a heel, and then people start loving him, and then he'll be back to being like a tweener. And that's what you want. You'll make a lot of money. With yeah. Him. Absolutely. I I I like that idea a lot. And. I, I can't put over the Fiends' debut in ring was great. enough. Was it was great. so cool. They recapped it a bunch throughout the show, yeah. and rightly so. Muscle man dance. Uh, Drake and his wife were checking into a hotel. Uh, he checked himself in as Mr. and Mrs. 24-7 champion. That was great. And then uh, he said that this is a great place to consummate the marriage. And Drake's wife was like, you checked us in as Mr. and Mrs. 24-7 champion. She's like, I'm trying to be incognito. If people know that Drake Maverick's here, they're going to come after the belt, which I thought was really funny. That was really funny, yeah. And um, He's they, so great. He's 
he really is the man who's come out the most yeah. with this 24. I'm not a big fan of the 24-7 title. I think oh, okay. I think that it's led to some funny moments, yeah. but I felt bad because it was sucking people in like Cedric and mm -hmm, Bobby Roode. Sure, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you guys are so much better than this belt. Yeah. Um, but it's led to some great stuff with Drake. Mm -hmm. And as I was saying to Pete last week, not only has Drake got himself on TV through this, uh, through this belt, he's essentially got his wife a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. She's now yeah. an on-screen character. Yeah. She's not named. Yeah. You know, she's just Drake's wife. But <laughs> yeah. it's, hey, he's got his wife a gig. You and know, that's man, great, man. You, people have made relatively big careers for a couple years at a time. Look at Ellsworth, you know? I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to look at him now, but... You know, he took one jobber moment and turned it into like a couple years. You know, and now he's doing stuff on the indie on the indie rings. Um, you can take one small thing in the WWE, and if they like you, you can blow up from it. Honky Tonk Man is still doing the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. To this day, yeah, he will still do that. If you pay him the right amount of money, he will show up to your. You indie are show. a big honky tonk man, fan, aren't you? <laughs> you mentioned him several times during the gaming stuff today. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're curious, we're going to be doing some gaming stuff. Well, we already recorded some gaming stuff with Steve playing 2K19, which is going to be on Screen Stalker this coming Friday. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it's because like I spent a lot of my teenage years listening to shoot interviews with the honky tonk man. Have you ever met him? I've never met. I've him. met him once. Whoa, really? But it's the most underwhelming story ever. <laughs> so I'll tell it really quick okay. I used to work at a play it was a copy shop called uh, Kinko's mm -hmm. uh, FedEx eventually absorbed them um, but I used to work there I used to make copies of stuff and uh, and one day uh, he came in while he was uh, in town to promote his like whatever local indie thing he was going to be in and, uh, and I sold him some copies of some of his independent pro wrestling flyer I was not like huge into pro wrestling but I recognized him from back in the day at yeah. the time because it was like this is 20 years ago <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was about twenty years ago, and uh, and yeah, that's my story. Okay, cool. That was <laughs> it. Didn't he? Didn't ask me. Hey, you into pro wrestling? Nothing that he didn't tell I you. Like, to be, didn't start like talking about mess about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> right? No, no. Which is surprising, given how how love how how much he loves shoot interviews. Yeah, I just I gave him his copies and I rang him up, and then he said thank you. <laughs> He's like, thank you, Mister Man. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I can't call him honky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, Truth was also there, and he asked the receptionist if Hornswoggle had checked in, and this spread it out for them. And then they kind of like they fade to the Street Profits watching this on TV. It was yeah. a really like weird transition, but I kind of liked it. And they essentially recapped what they saw, and then ran down the women's elimination four way and the uh, battle royal. Mm -hmm. Dawkins is into Nikki. That's that's a storyline for them. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know that you know she's married now, big demo. Well, yeah, but that's that's. Kayfabe, man. That, Maybe not... there's a story that they can tell there. Well, the line is always blurring, man. Absolutely. They can do. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Street problems. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not huge oh, you, on. Whoa, no. You're not going to bury my boys, are you? Okay, so <laughs> I like <laughs> I like the Street Profits when, like, for example, in NXT, when they turn on the serious button. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot because it's a good juxtaposition to their goofy stuff. I don't like the 100% goofy stuff. I think it's, yeah, it's too much. And beyond that, this should appeal to you. Bring call-ups in for storyline purposes, not for them to push the network or to recap what we've already seen. Yeah. I, I don't – who are the two old men in the Muppets? Oh, Statler and Waldorf. Thank you. I don't I don't want that for my <laughs> NXT champions. I don't want that. I didn't really think of them as like wrestling Statler and – yes, wrestling Statler and Waldorf. Well, just now you'll never now think on... of them as anything but. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> no sweat. <laughs> I ruin everything I touch. 
<laughs> uh, no, I've been on a big. Uh, I'm on a Montez Ford future WWE champion. Oh, big time! Yeah. Oh, he's huge. He's, he's awesome. great. He's yeah. he's great. Then we got Zack Ryder made TV. Um, I don't even know when he lost the belt, but I'm assuming that's the last time we saw him. Uh, and he was going to face up against Mike Kanellis. But uh, bearing in mind this is in Long Island, this is Zack Ryder's home turf. Yeah. And um, Maria stops Mike from going out and calls him a loser and says that she stands a better chance of winning and she's pregnant. Yeah. So she goes out there to try and make the match, but Mike runs past her and says, no, 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 I can do this, I can do this. Rough Rider, Rider wins. Uh, and I, the announcer said, here is your winner in under a minute. <laughs> in under a minute. I love that. I was like, ooh, salt. Ooh. Really made me laugh. In under a minute, uh, Zack Ryder and uh, Maria says that she should have let her do it. And her unborn child, not our unborn child, yeah. my yeah. unborn child would have had a better chance in that match. Which got g- gave me an idea for my like fantasy 2K creation series. I'm going to have like a giant actual fetus wrestle people. Wow. I think it'd be great. Jesse and fetus. Yes. Um, yeah. Where do you stand on this Mike and Maria stuff? Well, they're on TV. <laughs> yeah. It's an angle that seems to – I okay, so again, half full. I hope this isn't simply humiliating punishment for the fact that they sign these huge deals – And then she said, oh, by the way, I'm with child. Yeah. Uh, After she had kind of done that before. I hope that's not the case. I seem to think that it's giving them something to do, which is more than a lot of people can say. It's I I actually really like the approach with Maria, how she, you know, the the whole female empowerment and it's my child. That kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. I kind of dig that. I'm a big Canellas fan and I really like what they were doing on 205 Live with him. It was a bit more of serious, you know. Uh, but this, honestly, it just feels like it feels like they picked up where maybe they would have been going back when they had that big debut years ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm okay with it, I think, as long as it doesn't bury. I, I'm, I'm not a big person to say, you know, one angle can bury a single, you know, guy or, mm-hmm. or girl or whatever. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with seeing where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like it's probably going to go somewhere, and as long as it doesn't end up burying both of them, uh, although they're probably going to make a ton of money over the next five years, uh, I'm 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 a wait and see type with this. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like waiting to see where it's going. I'm not digging it thus far, yeah. but I'm very much curious because I think that this can lead to like a a, a much meaner Mike Canellis. And yeah, like, that's the thing is if Canellis can get a push off the back of it. Then perhaps the ends justify the means. Right. Yeah. But at the at the moment, I'm. It's not my favorite part of Raw. Each yeah. Week. Yeah. I, I just. I think they're. I think they're a fantastic duo. I really do. And so when I see them actually having a storyline that you know you can always tell when Vince is like into something, and yeah, it might end up burying him, but at least you're you're on something that the boss seems to like. Uh, and I think I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, hopefully Heyman likes can, likes Mike Canales and and likes Maria, and they'll they'll do something good with it. Uh, I, I I have a hard time being optimistic with WWE, but I hope I hope it does does good. Uh, the club took on Lucha House Party in six man tag action. Um, Ricochet ran down to pull AJ off the apron and it's at the club, which is the officials came down to pull him off. So the match uh, didn't get restarted; it just continued. 
And uh, yeah, the club beat them up and won. Buddha Doom, uh, Calf Crusher by Stars for a Kalisto tap out, and then AJ wouldn't let go of the. Oh, hole. he had that in deep. Yeah, that was awesome. I like AJ bringing back the Calf Crusher. Yeah, we were saying this in the Extreme Rules review. I really like him using the Stars Clash off the second rope as like yeah. his big move. Yeah, because the phenomenal forearm still feels like a, a bit of a baby face thing. Sure. Yeah. So having this like new repertoire in there is like this is my heel AJ persona. Oh, I love when they do that. Love that. Yeah. Love, love, love it. And I like that this version of AJ of heel. AJ just seems to be a bit more vicious. You know, it's like we've seen heel AJ before where he was just sort of cocky. I like when he, I like, I want to see vicious, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking, man, if they have them all just be like, like pit bulls and then you throw Balor in there. Oh man. It's got to happen. Yeah. Um, not Renee Young was in the ring uh, to bring, oh, I know so she was backstage to bring out Seth Rollins. Um, and yeah, he says that it's, it sucks to see Brock holding a title that he doesn't deserve. And then he said he doesn't know if Becky Lynch is showing up tonight. And then the very next segment, Becky Lynch came out. Um, so did, did I think so? Did not Renee? Did she even ask him about Becky, or did he just say that? I think he just said that. He <laughs> looks, dude. They need to stop with this. And I think it feels like last night feels like maybe we've seen the last of Seth and Becky just always sharing the I screen think together. So yeah. It makes her look uncomfortable because she's like, I'm in the middle of a huge, huge, massive push. I don't need this dead weight relationship crap. And he just is geeky as all get out with this stuff. So yeah. him just saying, oh, and as far as Becky's concerned, it's like, I didn't ask that. <laughs> yeah, but I love her so much. Nobody wants to see that. Um, then we got the women's four-way match that we uh, recovered earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Randy Orton cutting a promo saying he's got unfinished business with Lesnar. And ugh, Miz TV with Dolph Ziggler. Apparently Dolph requested this and he requested this so he could have a pop at Miz saying, Hey, I want to know if the rumors about you are true. Are you really a company man? Has all this ass kissing really got you anywhere? Are you just happy to be here? And... Um, he says, you're not even booked on the pay-per-view. And Miz said, hey, I'd rather not be booked on the pay-per-view than lose to Kevin Owens in 17 seconds. And I was like, you know, I hold my hand up. That loss was, quote, Goldberg bad. Uh, but then it's a like, good line, which is a good a line. A good line. And then it's like calling Miz a sellout. and said that he's just hawking merchandise for cities he's not even from. He's everything wrong with the business. Brought his wife into it. Miz attacked Dolph and they had a sort of, you know, a stare off. I am stunned that this company is pushing a Ms. Dolph Ziggler feud in 2019. Yeah. But here we are. So uh, you're going to hate me for this one. And I even hate myself a little bit for this one. I actually like this segment. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. He's the most I've liked Dolph. Actually, when, I really liked his first promo when he came back. When Yeah, but I, I, but I didn't I, even like that. Oh, no, I loved that yeah. promo. It should have been me promo oh, the first. It should have been yeah. me promo. I thought it was great. Oh. But I thought this was the best Dolph's been. Okay, good. Because I did too. And it was quick. And I like that it, he wasn't doing his whiny voice. Here's the thing. When I hear his music, when I see him, I go, ugh, I groan. I'm, I, I want him to go away. He's been, he's been just around in the exact same, doing the exact same thing forever. But when he came out and he sat down with Miz, number one, like I, you guys are probably Miz fans at this point. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, we like Miz too. Um, Miz is awesome. Yeah, Miz is great. And so now that their dynamic has changed, because they have a bit of history. And now they're di- the dynamic between yeah, <laughs> now that the dynamic between their characters have changed a little bit. People love Miz, uh, and Dolph came out and instead of overdoing it and overselling it like he has been doing, he was very matter of fact about it. He just came down to run him down mm-hmm. with points, and heels are always best when they make good points when they're right. When they're right, 
And he was kind of right a little bit here. And he wasn't overbearing with it. And it was a very quick segment. And the second he said wife, Miz jumped. I thought as far as Dolph and Miz go, it's like, man, do I really want to see a Dolph Miz match? The last one they had when it was that retirement match, like a couple of years ago, we were there for that. It's a damn good match, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if I want to see the next three weeks of this till SummerSlam. I don't know if I want to see this match at SummerSlam. This segment alone, I was on board with. I was surprisingly on board with it. I, and I think that's completely fair enough. As I said, actually, like, at the bare bones, I did like this because I really liked Dolphin this segment. Sure, and, yeah. and I thought Miz was very good in it as well. I think Miz actually coming out with a t-shirt that said Long Island is awesome. Yeah. And it came out with that and I was like, damn, is that's bad. Yeah, that's really right. Bad. So then when Dove comes out and points at it, he says like, you're not even from here. You're not yeah. even from California. Yeah. You're from Ohio. Yeah. And he's, and like, I think the points that he was making were excellent. Mm-hmm. But my issue I've got is it's going to lead to a Dolph Miz match. I know, I know. Literally zero interest in I know. seeing. Yeah. And so I that, know. that's where I come up with the negativity side of things is that I have next to no interest in seeing a match between these two. You know, you know what might have what might have got me into this maybe is if Dolph versus Kofi at the the pay per view uh, was a stomping ground. Stomping ground. Yeah. yeah. Was if, that in, that stomping ground? Was that the cage match? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If that was a good match, but that match was a turd. I didn't see it. it was I, I was away. It was yeah. bad. It was boring. It was the worst. It was boring. It oh, wasn't man. just. A, it wasn't. It wasn't just a bad match. It was a boring match. It was a cage match. Oof. Difficult to do. Yeah, <laughs> they had a better match, I think, on SmackDown or Raw. Uh, the fall, the, the the next one. But uh, but maybe if like Dolph had had a string of like, wow, holy crap, good matches, because he can put on good matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I'd be more into this. But you're right. I, I kind of don't want to see that at this point mm. uh, we then got my, um, probably the greatest tease like ad break tease is <laughs> that Drake is getting ready to consummate his marriage it's like will this guy <laughs> shag his wife <laughs> keep tuning oh, in was great. don't touch that yeah. dial yeah. Um, and then yeah we got uh, Drake's wife getting into like saying she's getting into something more comfortable and suggest that he does the same bear in mind this is like a hotel room mm-hmm. and Drake says oh I'm ready and he takes off his robe and he goes Daddy's ready. Yeah. And he's wearing tidy whities and his 24-7 title belt. Yeah. I thought this was hilarious. But at first, the great thing was at first, because it's a frontal shot, you don't, and his his tidy whities were pulled down a little bit. So it looked like conceivably he could just be wearing the title. It was very clever. Which was great. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. And then there's a knock at the door, but it's champagne. Um, Drake appeared like he was literally ready to explode. Oh yeah, yeah, like he was he was premature. Like yeah, he was like, if yeah. this doesn't happen now, it's yeah. not happening at all. Yeah, smash was gonna happen. <laughs> and then uh, turns out that the the waiter that brought the champagne in was a ref. And he's like, I recognize you. And the guy slowly <laughs> revealed he was a ref. Yeah. And so he starts freaking out, flipping up the mattress. Somebody's here! Truth. Somebody's here! And Truth comes out, gets a near fall, and Drake stands up, yeah. going, Two, it was two, it yeah. was two. Bear yeah. in mind, he's in his pants at this point. <laughs> And Truth throws him on the bed and pins him and wins the the title. Yeah. And you've just got Drake's wife screaming the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, I thought this was hilarious. Yeah. Oh no, I thought it was. I think it was fantastic. I think I, my only my only complaint. This bums me out to no degree. Is that if Vince McMahon hadn't gotten mad for bad for stupid reasons at EC3, and they had allowed the Drake Maverick EC3 sort of partnership to blossom. Yeah. There could have been some sort of EC3 involved in this in some way. Yeah, you're I right. don't know in what way, but that's the pairing that I want to see. And EC3 would be perfect in situations like this where he's like this Adonis-looking guy and Drake is this little tiny 
but wants so bad to finally consummate his marriage. I don't know what the story could be. Could have been great with EC3 there. This was hilarious. I loved it. It was so funny. And they cut back to the commentators, and Corey says he won with a small package. Which, you know what? (laughs) Say what you will about WWE commentary. Because they're forced to be so corporate so often, when they break... It's, yeah, it's awesome. It's so good because great. both Cole and Renee are, yeah. Oh, they proper corpse. Yeah. They probably like. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Corey, Corey and Renee are best when they're acting kind of like school kids. Yeah. But like also brother and sister. And they pick at each other a little bit. And when it's just silly and Corey has a good one liner or Renee does, it's great. It's really good. And. My, Corey, the look on Corey's face when he realized that he could say that line. Yes. And he himself was like giggling yes. before he said Oh, that's the best. <laughs> there was a moment actually, we did, I, I forgot to cover this, but I, and I missed it. Someone pointed it out to me and I went back to check it out. Um, when Naomi was making her entrance, um, they were talking about her coat. And mm. Renee got a little bit hot about the coat because she loves the coat. Uh-huh. And then Corey starts going off about how great Naomi is. Like, she's a great competitor. She was former SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. She just needs to get some wins together. But she's an incredible athlete. Yeah. Renee clearly hadn't been listening. Because then she was like, why are you burying her? Like, she's a great athlete. She's a former champion. Oh, man. And he's like, you just need to give her a chance. And Corey's like, I literally said that 12 seconds ago. Oh, my God. I can't can't hate on that because that's me and Larson so often. He'll just be talking and I'll just be like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he says, like, yeah, you need to listen. She goes, sorry, I'm still, like, hot up on the coat comment that you made. And he's just like, all right, Byron. And then Renee, under her breath, just went, you dick. I didn't hear that. That's awesome. I didn't hear it. Someone pointed out to me on Twitter. I think it was Jesse Amadeus. I think that's the name. Said, like, did Renee really call... <laughs> Corey oh, and Dick on commentary, and actually, it. a lot of people said apparently it's. I don't know if this is exactly what she said, but there's a moment during the tag match, the Roman uh, Undertaker tag match, where Shane is being beaten up by Undertaker, and Renee goes, "Shane's effed," but actually, <laughs> it sounds like she says like it, it's isolation. It does sound like she just goes, "He's effed." Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, That's it's really great. good. There's recaps of it on Twitter you can find. Uh, speaking of recaps, we've got the recap of the ESPYs where Roman won his on the red carpet to show it's not a real award. Looked so okay. And then we got, uh, I loved this, the cross-branded all-star top 10 battle royal uh, to crown a new number one contender. They called Cesaro the dark horse in this match, so he was the first out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real yeah. Thing. He ran wild for a bit, did his uppercut party, but yeah, was I great. gutted that he was the first person out. Um, how was the uh, how was the I because I, I didn't watch it the Alistair Black match. Oh, it was great. Was it good? Okay. So so Ooh. good. It was one of those matches where in defeat Cesaro looked just as good. That's coming awesome. Out of oh, it. I gotta check that out. It's yeah. I would say if the matches to check out, it's that the Roman tag match. Okay, yeah. AJ Ricochet, which I really oh, enjoyed. Yeah, I got boy. I, I I mean Pete wasn't a big fan of it, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And Braun. Lashley. I saw some clips from oh, that. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. So much fun. Yeah. So, so stupid. Well, I loved every out. second of yeah. it. Um, yeah, but I was going to Cesaro was out first because I thought he might get a, a bit bit of something. Mm-hmm. Um, Lashley was then out by Strowman. Uh, Big E and Strowman had a stare down, which as you Love said that. was so cool. Love that. Yeah. It's one of those pairings you don't think you might really see and then you oh, see man. and you're like, oh, I want to see more I'm ready that. for it and the crowd's ready for it. And when he lifted him up for the big ending, oh, wow. the crowd were on their feet. Yeah, they were. And then Randy had an RKO party. Um, he hit the 
RKO on uh, Big E, I think, and, el- and Sammy eliminated him. Then he RKO'd Sammy, uh, and then he RKO'd Sammy, uh, RKO'd Roman. Um, Sammy got eliminated. Mysterio got eliminated. Um, Strowman, Rollins, and Reigns then all ganged up on Corbin. Strowman ran wild. Uh, Reigns speared Rollins by accident. Rollins eliminated both Roman and Strowman. And then Randy, who'd been sort of punched out of the ring, got back in, tried to throw Seth out, but Seth hung on, hit the stomp, and threw Orton out for the win. As you say, seven minutes. I thought it definitely could have gone longer. It was a really fun seven minutes. So, so. Fun seven minutes. It should have been. Now, honestly, it should have been 30 minutes. It should have been the final half hour. There was, there was so much story that you could have told in a longer span of time, and it could have been just as entertaining. That being said, maybe why mess with a good thing? I thought it was a, it was a perfectly booked... Oh yeah, battle royal, all star, ten people, whatever. Uh, yeah, the uh, one, one more, once more for with feeling. Last time, cross branded all star top ten battle royal, so it. wordy. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, Heyman cut a promo, said that Rollins has earned the right to be beaten and victimized by Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins told Heyman to shut up and said that Les- uh, said SummerSlam is going to look a lot like WrestleMania with Rollins standing tall. Yeah. I thought it was a fine little promo. Yeah, I like I like Rollins. I'm a fan of his, mm-hmm. um, and I thought the main event was a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was but good stuff. Overall, I thought the show was good. I'd have given it a three out of five. All right. I thought the there wasn't enough like good wrestling on the show to make me go like, ah oh, man, what a great show that was. And aside from the Bray Wyatt re debut, I don't think mm-hmm. there was like a big killer angle mm-hmm. on the, the show to really push it over into sort of a four out of five yeah. uh, type scenario. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I could say three out of five. Okay, right. Um, yeah. yeah. Any I, final thoughts on the show? I, man? I just I think that until this ridiculous two out of three no wrestling during commercials, like I want to go back to 25 minute matches. Not like I know they did one on this, but it was like the elimination. I want to. Just a good singles, 25-minute. Like, we're in the middle of the G1. I want to see WWE's G1. Yeah. I want to see stuff like that. They'll never do a tournament. I know. Randy, what's going on up in them super chats? A lot. So uh, <laughs> we'll try and we fire through this. We, we went long on that raw through these. Yes. Lightning uh, round. Zach Icon Linda says catering to commercials ruins so 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 much. Oh, it really does. It true. really really true. does. Very true. Abraham Penner says, uh, it is, "Is it Cedric Alexander or Cedric Alexander? C- sorry, Cedric Alexander or Cedric Alexander? Cedric Alexander. I'd have thought. That's how mm. I say it. How would you yeah. say it? Cedric Alexander. Yeah." Mm. Anton H says schoolboy was the most protected move in WWE until Raw. <laughs> uh, Crazy Lewis says Randy, you can you changed my name on Discord. I no longer want to be called Lars Sullivan's butt plug. Um, I did change Randy. it. Randy, he was being, he was probably he probably said something which made me change it. Randy, wow. abuse of power. Wow. I Randy, know. Andy, Jesse Venable says going to Raw in two weeks with the uh, will the champ be there too. So I suppose that's the week after the Raw reunion. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. I yeah. imagine that. I think that uh, Lesnar's going to be on every show now until SummerSlam. Yeah. Kay um, Houston says, "Did someone say AW Women Wrestling, um, where they just know their tag partner is Asian and is wearing a skirt thing, but not sure?" I still well, love AW. She got, she got a concussion. Mm. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, B and Sam Lee, thank you very much for your donations. RJ Cameron says, uh, many preferred Randy versus Brock at SummerSlam. Thoughts on that? Um, wasn't no. He, I wasn't using how it ended for sure. 
That, that was sort of during that string of Brock boring matches where it was mm. just suplex, 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 and then at the very end he just starts annihilating his brain. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't huge on that. No, I'm, I'm glad that it's Rollins over Randy, if only because I'd prefer it to be Randy Kofi uh, at uh, SummerSlam for the WWE oh, Championship. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh, Randy. Uh, Joe Ray says, this Raw right here, I'm not sure how to feel about it. Everything was kind of cool. Everything was also kind of meh. I'm not sure how to feel. That's, that's Heyman for you. That's yeah. WWE for you. <laughs> Jobber nice. JJ says, I had a blast with the 24-7 championship. Funniest thing of 2019, and nothing will top this. Give him time. Drake's still got the... Oh, no, Drake hasn't got the belt anymore. No, I'm going I'm gutted that Drake hasn't got the belt now. Yeah, Drake must be a nine-time champion. Something like that, no. Like I mean, you're the website guy. You're keeping track of it. Louis is, actually. He's <laughs> a holiday. Um, Jobber JJ says... Uh, what I just told you, he said. Uh, Ronnie <laughs> Jones says, nothing but thank you for your donation, as thank does you. Cesar Vasquez. Thank you. Uh, Pan Crateron says, hello from Greece, guys. Check oh. out ZMAC and First and only Greek pro wrestling promotion. Mm. Even Lesnar yeah. shows up more than Ollie lately. <laughs> wow. Yes, Ollie's... Well, prior to Ollie going on holiday... He also hadn't shown up for a couple of shows because he had some business, business, business stuff to oh, attend to. Okay. So people are now referring to him as Ollie Lesnar because he, <laughs> he only shows up for the big, important shows. Well, you know, yeah. you got to appreciate them while you have them. Um, <laughs> CJ Poirier says, with SummerSlam on the horizon, do you think we could see another shakeup of the brands or will we keep the rosters the same and keep pushing and failing to push the wildcard rule? I don't think the wildcard rule is a thing anymore. They don't mention it. No, I think it's literally just... They go across any shows that they want, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to do a shake-up, though, because unless Heyman and Bischoff are going to have them as completely separate brands, although going by this show, that's not the mm. case, yeah. then you don't really need to shake up the brands. Like, it doesn't change anything. Um, they, they might wait till after SummerSlam to, like, reset and do... Because there was that one rumor where they said they wanted to do, like, an actual on-air draft that's like a shoot draft. Oh, really? I have no idea where that source came from, <laughs> so yeah. I might be pulling out of my ass. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I think that'd be cool. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. No, I think with, like, the, the power that the, the networks have... I almost can't see them doing like a big shoot thing because USA will be pissed if they don't have Roman. Yeah. And Fox will then be pissed if they don't have Roman. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, apparently they did mention that uh, Drake's wife is called Renee Michelle on commentary a couple of times. So. Did they? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, Zachary cool. Marsh says, Cultholic going in raw. I'm hoping for um, in between the ropes next. I mean, inside the ropes, I'm assuming. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, good one. <laughs> I just said, it says ITR, and I yeah. forgot what it was called. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were on uh, Straight to Hell recently. Yes, I was on Straight to Hell. Was that filmed at Starcast? Yes, it was. Yeah, because yeah. you were talking about Goldberg, Undertaker before this. Hadn't happened yet. <laughs> Hadn't happened Things yet. move so quickly in the world of wrestling. All uh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a blast. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Sparks says, even though Taker is only allowed to use the tombstone, I feel like when he finally retires, Bray Wyatt should inherit the finisher. Sister Abigail is nice, however, uh, it's more of a signature than a finisher. But then again, I mean, the uh, revival one with a flapjack. So, what, <laughs> yeah. What yeah, no, I, I like Sister Abigail as a finisher for, for a. Yeah. And I think he's got it over as his finisher. I'm I think a big fan of it too. Yeah. yeah, I think changing it up now would be. I don't think there's any need to change it up. Yeah. Uh, Michael Le Croix, Le Croix says, Steve, I love you. Oh, is, I love you. Is Finn versus Bray good, especially now? Oh yeah! Are you get the fiend over? Beat the demon? Mm. Ooh, that'd be huge. Yeah, it'd be massive. Matthew Bishop echoes what I think. Uh, says, "How is Natalia still such a poor promo, <laughs> or just a poor? Every, I, just, I don't like Natalia. You're not, you're not a Natalia I fan. Really I really don't like She's Natalia. Not the flashiest for sure. Yeah, uh, but she is solid in ring. I could, you could like 
sleep, have a nap between the time it takes her to do a discus clothesline. <laughs> Um, Ant the Great says, "Should they bring back You're the draft?" You're going to bring up all the Natalia fans now. Yeah. They, get, they get really oh, hot when no. we don't when we don't put her over. I'll, I'll have a look in a minute. Um, <laughs> Ant the Great says, "Should they bring back the draft instead of the shakeup for Fox, or do they need authority authority figures for that? Also, do I need a new what? I need a new wallet. Any ideas?" I yes, I, I go to russelldoc.com. I oh, know it's ridge.com forward slash WrestleTalk, I think is the mm. actual thing. I didn't do the promo videos. Um, but yeah, no, go to the ridge.com forward slash WrestleTalk and uh, get yourself a Ridge wallet. Because, uh, because look, I've got one here and they're Ooh. super cool. Let me see. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. It's fancy, that? right? That is fancy. And it's got blocking technology so people can't just like steal your money from your oh. car. It's contactless stuff. Well, I know where I'm going to go for my next wallet. Absolutely. Um, there was a question there as well, though, wasn't there? There was. Uh, do we need authority figure- figures that are going to do a draft? Yeah, I think you'd need authority figures to do a draft. And I don't know if Heyman and Bischoff are going to be authority figures. Yeah. I kind of hope they aren't. Because mm. um, uh, we're the authority. Trey Saunders says, Steve, you're taking this wildcard rule too far. <laughs> You know, man, I'm a big fan of it. I'm going to be in everybody's videos. Get used to it. It's here. I'm a genius. Uh, Angel Perez, who we mentioned earlier, says, just want to say it's my birthday today. As We did give you a little shout out. So happy, happy birthday, birthday to happy Angel birthday. or Angel, possibly, uh, as it looks like you are a lady. Um, Kevin says, it feels like WWE is blaming fans for not liking the product. Yeah, sorry, guys. Definitely our fault. Yeah, they tend to do that. Yeah, yeah. They put it on the fans and not on the people who yeah. they should put it on. Yeah. Timothy Platt says, Last night was my first exposure to the Street Profits, and it will be the last time without, t- without my TV on mute. Love you guys, though. Respect from DC. It was not their best segment. Yeah. It wasn't. And I don't think this, and the one they did at Extreme Rules, wasn't that good either. Oh, yeah, no, a lot of, that's two on the bounce now. A lot of people are getting a bit like, just shut up. Um, I know and I don't want to say it because I like them too much yeah. I don't want to say I don't like their segment I, I, every time a segment finishes I'm like no it was good it's like when I went to see The Phantom Menace and I came I go no it was good yeah. that it's a great good, film man. the pod racing is wonderful I, that, I think I actually even said those words exactly I was like the pod racing was good though right like we all enjoyed the pod oh, the racing stuff. Stuff the and the lightsaber stuff and the lightsaber stuff was yeah. good and then I went back to see it again and I was like so no 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 I, I was just too excited that's why I didn't like <laughs> it <laughs> no, you and I were the exact same thing because <laughs> I, I was already in college by the time that came out and I was like that movie was great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I was, I was just I was too excited. That's why I didn't really enjoy it. I need to go back and see it again. Jar Jar Binks is a great I character. saw it five times. No, I saw it seven times in the cinema, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, each time. Well, there was a moment when someone told me, oh, E.T.'s are in the movie. And I was like, oh, I've got to go see it again now. Well, on Tatooine. E.T.'s. Yeah. No, they're in the, yeah, in the, uh, the Senate council. council thing, yeah, the yeah. Senate council. Yeah, I, I think that one walks past in uh, Tatooine as well. Um, ben Greenwood. Chow, you racist. <laughs> Yeah, they're all the same. All aliens are the same to me. Ben Greenwood, uh, bad predictor, says these swaft uh, friendos uh, collab, collab I never knew I needed. Hey, man. Well, there you go. Uh, Judith Black says Lacey over Becky. Becky is boring and overrated. Ooh. Hey, I mean, you're not alone. We've, one of our Patreon pledge hammers Typical is a Judas. huge fan of Lacey Evans yeah. and is not a fan of Becky Lynch in the least. Well, so yeah. those people, they, they don't Everyone exist. has bad yeah. opinions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tony Tan <laughs> <Right>. says, <laughs> what do you think is a direction for McIntyre? Uh, well, I mean, I thought facing Taker at SummerSlam. Like, I would, I would have put money on that. It was going to be Drew Taker at SummerSlam. And it doesn't look like it is now. Because it's gotta be what, what I mean. What, what do you think? I mean, speculate then. What do you think it's gonna be? I don't know. But like, if I was doing Cedric, uh, sorry, if I was doing Taker Drew at SummerSlam, I wouldn't have had Cedric Alexander beat him 
on TV. Yeah, I mean, you could look. You can have him f- another loss next week in the in the go home because that's when Taker might show up. You know, you lost your soul, Drew. <laughs> I just need one more soul, man. Yeah, exactly. I can quit when I want. Like Drew, yeah, Drew hits rock bottom and then has to, and he beats Taker at SummerSlam to like. You know. But if again, if, I think if it was me doing Drew versus Taker at SummerSlam, I would have started that build on last night's show. Sure, Having cut a fiery promo on yeah. Taker saying, like, I would have beaten you if it wasn't for Roman. That's what I figured. Me and you one on one at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Lay down the challenge. I'm not just not sure Drew can then look that great next week being like, It's me and you. I'm gonna prove it by beating <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, t- uh Wilson Simon says, My favorite raw of all time. Why are people so negative? Wow. Bray returned. Becky looked like Becky before Mania. Cedric getting pushed. Ricochet, a face, is standing up for himself and attacking the heel. I love this show. Well, good. Good. Absolutely. It's good. Good for you. Like I said, everyone's going to know. Hartley Reaper says, Fight for the Fallen was better than Raw and Extreme Rules. And also, why is Brock champion again? He's going to run off with the Universal title. Shout out from Hearty Holler, if you hear me. Holler if you hear me. So oh, Scott hearty, comma holler if you hear me. Yeah, holler if you hear me. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I think we're going to get the universal title on TV until SummerSlam, and Seth's going to win it back. Yep. Skin Trade says, as a former going in Raw live regular, I was wondering if Steve gotten to show his family where he lived as a kid. RAF Chicksands near me. No, sadly, no. It was one of the things I, I really wanted to do, and then it turns out. So they just very quickly. Where I where I grew up with the, the Air Force base I lived on, there was like this haunted mansion. Whoa! And they do tours of this place. And the weekend that I wasn't, that I'm not here, the weekends that I'm not here, they did the tours. Oh. The weekend that I am here, so and it's like a, it's like an intelligence base, so like they're not gonna let like the the it's it's in British hands now. Yeah. So they're not gonna let us. There, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do it. Oh, so man. it sucks. Yeah. Um, Jeb Sonnen says I love it when different nations are working together for better wrestling I love Steve lovely boy support growing in Raw hashtag lovely times with the boys oh thank yeah, you we like a lovely time with the boys we do Who forever doesn't? 314 says as boring as that fatal four way match was there's still a line between general criticism and just being idiots certainly being rude yeah it's a yeah. gray it's a gray it's area. a gray area yeah. you know it's, it's I, I honestly uh, there's never going to be a correct answer in that nope yeah no. Um, Adam, oh Adam, come on! Your surname is difficult. Adam Choi <laughs> Chojniki, hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good morning, fellas and Swaf Nation. Always miss the live stream because of work and can never super chat. But not today. Here's a few bucks and welcome back, Bray. All right. Oh man, thank you so so much. And yeah, it's good to have Bray back. Uh, Pete's number one fan, Don Bennett. I think this might be two Pete's number one fans. I'm going to have a fight. Um, heyo, just some more love and appreciation. Just before I start my midnight shift once again, you guys are awesome. So are you, Pete? Thank number you one very fan, much. Don Bennett. You're awesome. Hartley Reaper says rather than get a twelve pack for ten bucks from. Uh, Rather get a 12-pack for 10 bucks from Walmart than, I guess, the beer we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, that's, how, that's how far we've gone to the show. <laughs> Wilson Simon <laughs> or, says... Or go to beer52.com. Mm, P.S. Love you guys. Thanks for helping me through rough times. Well, we're very glad that we can help you. Thank Anyone you so, yeah. who's those going are my, through rough times. Those time. are my favorite comments. When somebody's going yeah. through a downtime and they want to hear some laughter and, we, and they come to the We show. get all of those emails on the podcast. And it's oh, just genuinely it. really, really lovely. I will I never it. turn heel on you. Uh, Tom Havel says, How do you think they're going to put, portray Bray's split personality on, cre- on screen without coming Cross as hokey poop. I think, and we I kind of speculated this on a previous episode where Firefly Funhouse is the backstage 
Osprey, mm-hmm, and yeah. the Fiend is the wrestler. Yeah, I could. See I, that. He's not going to wrestle in like the cardigan or anything like that. Right. It's just that. Yeah, Firefly Funhouse will be his domain, mm-hmm. and then he wrestles as the Fiend. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Josephine Lee Madalena says promo meant Becky is lonely and needy without love. Okay. Oh, right. To explain the 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 weirdness of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Valentine. I, I mean, I'm glad you tried. To, I'm glad you explained it. But I still don't yeah. really. I mean, care. yeah, you can you can try to you try to figure it out, but it's still kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's tube says, which is a good name of of kind. Uh, AW says oh, makes God. me love wrestling. WWE doesn't. Sports entertainment is garbage, and pro wrestling isn't. By the way, Sunny Kiss is um, OT. O- Sunny Kiss OTT is TMI. Don't need it in a match. Uh, oh, he's too much information. Yeah, uh, I guess because of the character he portrays, he portrays a bit portrays, much yeah. for, for Valentine's Tube. Oh, yeah. Everyone's tied to their own opinion. Yep. It's not my uh, opinion. True Dill says, I wanted to see Autumn win the Battle Royal. Sorry, who? Autumn. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people saying Autumn, but I'm glad it was Rollins. Although, unless it was Cesaro. Can you imagine if Cesaro won? Mm. Crowd would have gone crazy. Crowd would have gone like bonkers but for it. But would never have won against and Brock. Bill, that doesn't matter. You'd have mm. had Brock, like, Brock Cesaro at SummerSlam. That would have been a killer yes, match. Yes, please, mate. I yeah. wanted to see Big E. Oh, Put all man. the titles on the New Day. <laughs> yeah. Just give them all. Just hoovering them all just up. So we yeah. can, just so we can eventually turn heel. Max Montgomery says, Oh my God, Steve here on WrestleTalk. This is too oh, sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Do you too sweet? Oh, yes. Oh, look at that. Oh, someone actually asked for that earlier. So there you go. Uh, Larson doesn't do that. Richard Townsend <laughs> says, Love to two of our favorites from the Married Marks. Oh, hey, the Married Marks. Married Marks. Thanks, guys. Um, I want to come on your show again. Oh, come on, I haven't man. even been invited to their show. What the hell? Oh, man. They're like friends, too. Yeah. What you know, the heck? No, sorry, I've had, like, multiple offers. To sorry in advance <laughs> if I butcher your name, but uh, thank you for your double donation. Chitaranjan Srinivas Swaminathan. Who's from Sweden? Um, so, hello to you. Um, Matthew Bacon, which is a... Much easier to pronounce name. <laughs> um, is Steve uh, an attempt to counter Tom at Alco- Alco- Cultaholic? Um, I think you should try and pinch Tom and the title. Would look good on the table for a review. Thoughts? I don't know who Tom is. He was a guest host while they were at Starcast? Yes, and he won their title. Yeah, and then he said that if he... I don't know what the result was, but based maybe on the predictions of Extreme Rules, he was either going to lose it to Pachidi or one of the others... Or he was going to throw it in a river somewhere. Right. I think. I got that from a tweet. <laughs> I have a hard time keeping up with everybody. I just see he is someone that Pachidia does not like. That is, that is the extent of what I know. Um, Tony Pentakainen says, Have you ever seen any Finnish wrestling besides Ludwig Borger? I'd love to see some uh, Finn in the WWE again someday, but I bet they'd book him as a foreign heel type of guy, but so hyped about Bray Wyatt. It'd be difficult because Finns and most Scandinavians are really nice. So it's quite hard to book them as evil people. I was going to say, and you know, Alistair Black's Dutch. He's not being yeah. booked as an evil foreign yeah. heel. He's not Scandinavian. No, no, no but my point is, is oh, that okay. not all uh, heels, uh, sorry, not all foreigners no, have to be I heels. Know. It's just a lot of people seem to think Holland is, or I sorry, mean, Netherlands is up there. Are the Viking Raiders heels? Because they're Vikings. But they're American. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, du- yeah, but they have long hair and war paint. Uh, Duff's one oh one. One of them is <laughs> Duff's one oh one. Says so. Who wants to explain Bailey Sting to? St- oh, we, we, <laughs> we we don't have time. Basically, a guy called Sean Turner. Sean Turner bu- uh, pitched an idea that Bailey was going to come back and 
become the, her own Sting character, where she'd be all moody with face paint, and Sting would be her manager. I'm, I not, love sure, it. I'm, not, I'm not sure of Sting, but she would basically be like, that was her heel turn. Mm. So she and she would, would come have, out with the she bat. She would do the Sting oh, heel like, turn. I'm going to write that down for We Book Raw. Someone Wacky inflatable crows. That's, so, oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it all. Someone sent me a tweet today with their character creation of their alternative pitch for a heel turn, and it was Kyrie Kane. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. great! And you just had yeah, you have Kyrie Kane in Kane's gear. Oh, that's awesome! Like in '98 gear as well. Holy I love it. moly! Um, have you seen that uh, the Kabuki Warriors are finally getting their punch <laughs> shot tonight? Yeah, yeah. It's happening tonight. Oh, is that happening tonight? Yeah. Casey yeah. uh, uh, Sikowski says, "I really don't want Demon versus Bray. Would be cool, but waste of Demon undefeated streak." Is no, it, it's a way to put over the fiend. Yeah, I like I that. That's huge. Yeah, because it's that. kind of like it's got to the point where as soon as the demons, but we're like, well, we know who's going to win. We know who's going to win. So, yeah. but now it'd be fun. Adam Hunter says, oh, if they do the Finn versus Bray, they need to rebuild Finn. Otherwise, the match means nothing. Finn doesn't have enough momentum to put Bray over strong. Oh, but, but the, the demon, demon does. does. Mm. Yeah, um, semantics. Um, Robert Banker says thoughts of Cormier coming to WWE for Lesnar. Uh, not into it. I like I like I like Cormier. I think he's a, he seems like a really good guy. Well, we were talking to him doing doing commentary as well, wasn't there? Yeah, on yeah. Fox. I just and that'd be great. I, I would actually love that. But man, I, I want wrestlers. I want like yeah. pro wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. People who've come up pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Hartley Reaper says, when I hear Ricochet, I think old cartoon on WB4 Kids. It must be an American thing. Uh, Mucha Lucha. We've got oh, an no, American I, here. I, he can uh, Steve help us. I would have. I would have piped up. I would. I, I know. I know what <laughs> W. Well, I'm old, so I don't know. But I remember Mucha Lucha. That was a thing when I was little. Mucha Lucha. Uh, also, finally got a vacation for years of hard work. First beard down. Well. Good for you. We're going for beers in a bit. Oh, yeah. We are. Well, I'll have a I'll have a water. Um, Nathan Michael says, "What do you think of changing the two fall rule into the first fall must be a pin and the second fall a submission, or the first fall a two count pin then the second fall a th- that's a bit much, Nathan? I think. Yeah, so don't give them any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're basically going to move into like a round system. It's going to be like the grand championship on Impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Bailey says, "Keep up the good work, you too, Tyler." Fiend Kicks says, why didn't Bray lay out the top guys from both brands, then look up at the ramp and say, let me in, and to a shocked Bray, Brock and Heyman, too much all at once? Yeah, I think it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. Also, give Bray a, a match that he can win. Yeah, uh, yeah, and his first feud and look really, really good. The in doing demon, so. the demon is like almost above title. It's above every title, but like maybe the universal title beating yeah. the demon. That's huge. Jobber JJ says, "I'm sick of the women's division taking their frustration on us, the fans. We don't book the show. Tweet where it's our fault is tiring and lame." Yeah, but they can't blame them, can no. they? And there's only one of them. It's only Alexa. So it's not. No, all Naomi of them. did as well. Naomi, no, Naomi did a face. did a face? Perfect impression. Yeah. Great Thank for you audio. Very much. Glow. Um, Aaron Schoffner, thank you for your double donation. Nate dropped surname says, how do they get John Cena to work with Luke? Uh, I don't know how you can see me right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, people are saying that, like, no, that can't be John Cena. I can see him. Exactly. Uh, Hating everyone says, are you guys concerned as I am that Samoa Joe is never going to be WWE slash Universal Champion? Have WWE booked him into the ground or is there still hope? We should do a story about that. How many times do you think it is now that Joe has failed to win the top title? Oh, I forgot all the AJ stuff. That was like four or five. He had two with Brock. Six. I'm going to say six. No, no, hang on. I'm going to say eight. Correct, it is eight. Oh, wow. Um, Hating. uh, No, we've done just that one. Oh, yeah, so I have booked him into the ground. There's still hope for him. Anyone could be rebuilt. Yeah. 
I honestly think that he's one of those guys that like he always comes off as scary as crap. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many times he a l- loses. A little injury now wouldn't do him too too much harm. Yeah. Then he can come back after SummerSlam and just yeah. kill everyone. Um, Antonio Koo says nothing to do with Raw, but who has a prettier drop kick, Kazuchika Okada or Randy Orton? Okada, man, that's got to be Okada. Yeah, right. The real answer is Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> Or Killian Dane with his missile one. Uh, Zach I. Khan Lindner says, I hope you realize how boring this was live, as in the raw, not this. <laughs> oh my, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll just leave right now. <laughs> um, Adam Chonicki says, played a joke on my lady partner, but she caught on quick. She wasn't impressed, but I still celebrated like they got the best of her. It's the Cedric way. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Clubber Lang says, did Larson get a haircut? Do I, have a of, I mean, Larson's got a way better beard. Uh, he usually shaves his head yeah. as well, not as close as yours. Mm. But, the the yeah. running thing is that everyone that's bald is Luke. Oh, yeah. So oh, Ap- okay. Apollo Crews, yeah. um, Baron Corbin is the main oh, one. Okay. But really, as we all know, it's, it's, uh, it's the, it's the uh, repo man. Yeah. Uh, and what's her face? That lady you look like. Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dead, like... Yeah, player. okay, I can see that. And Marek Hamsik footballer. I'll show, actually, I'll show you that one <laughs> afterwards because it's incredible. Um, Adam Hunter says, Finn joins the club and the Undisputed Era get called up and they feud for the next six months. <sighs> oh, stop it. Stop it. Just stop. I mean, <laughs> stop right now. That'd be great. Stop right now. Yeah, Finn takes two months out, comes back and beats everyone up. Uh, Kay Houston says, Guys, Joe attacked Balor first after the match, apparently. No. Did he? I don't think that's true. But then yeah. my memory is terrible. Yeah, shut up. Uh, <laughs> I oh. mean, my notes were shot. You know? <laughs> I thought Finn won. <laughs> Harley Reaper says the demon lost to AJ Styles. No, he didn't. I mean, the demon, I think, lost in NXT, but he didn't. Uh, no, he wasn't the demon. No, in that match. no, because he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He, no, I think was he a, was demon. No, that. he hasn't lost. Hang on. What was the. It was. Um, ex- Oh man, what was the paper? Was it an extreme rule? TLC. TLC. TLC 2017, because it was the year I got married. It was actually just. Before. That's how I remember it. Yeah. Tables, ladders, and chairs 2017. I'm getting there. He lost, getting... but he wasn't a demon. He, just, he was wearing light blue pants, I think. No, Finn Balor defeated AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, because AJ was a late, late, late oh, replacement. Oh, that's right. Yeah, AJ yeah. was uh, the replacement for Bray. Yeah. Of course, he was speaking of nothing like that. But... <laughs> Trying to get one up on us. Um, no, next one We've is... got Wikipedia yeah. on our side. <laughs> Peen Man says, Steve, what is your thing with follically challenged men? I think you have a type. <laughs> this is the crossover of the century. Love to see you all together. Now I want Ollie Larson crossover. I'm loving this. Oh, an Ollie Larson crossover. That'd be great. Yeah. I'd love that. That'd be awesome. Josephine Lee Madalena says, I actually like the show. Couldn't wait to hear what you thought of it. Also, my last name is spelt with a long... E, so Madalena, sorry, thank you Madalena. for correcting me. Yeah, I think I've got that wrong on uh, in Patreon as well. Oh, well, we will always know from now on. Thank you, so thank you, Josephine. Club Lang says, and some can someone please teach Ollie how to pronounce Shingo Takagi's <laughs> name properly? Oh, Kills me every time. Or ka- Takagai? Yeah, he says Takagai. Yeah, mm, it's not right. <laughs> yeah, no. Takagi. <laughs> but no matter how many times you say him, getting him to learn Io Shirai's name. Io. He kept saying Io, and I was like, dude, yeah. it's Io, and he was like, okay. Yeah. Was and then he did of, another video where he said, Io is one of Jupiter's moons, isn't it? <laughs> to this day, I still say. Hey, wait, is it Zia Lee or Zia Lee or Zia Brookside? <laughs> Zia Brookside. I still don't know what it is. Um, what was the next one? Um, John Pietro, Randy Datsun's number two fan says, can you ask Steve to do his taker impression? You want me to do my taker impression? I'll do my taker impression and put you down like a dog. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> Swole Ricky says, did my uh, two favorite podcasts do a, just do a fusion dance? 
I believe we do. <laughs> I believe we just. You did. do William Regal. He can do um, uh, Taker for a bit. Um, Total Bloody won't. Total Blurred says uh, Bailey versus Charlotte is going to be the other women's match at uh, Thingy. They need to. They need to get on that then. They need to yeah, get well, that on. Yeah, we got SmackDown tonight. Tonight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll do a uh, elimination match <laughs> with. Mandy Rose, mm-hmm. Charlotte. Well, Mandy Rose has at least got some momentum. Mandy Rose, Sarah Charlotte, Logan. Yes. Sarah Logan, <laughs> and, Ruby and Tamina. Yeah, um, Tamina's a great shout. Oh, you were talking about uh, Nia Jax yesterday. She's injured for ages. Um, Lyle Valentine says Luke just said he really likes dolphins. Or dolphin. I think I said dolphin. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because I think dolphin is gay slang. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ken Ford go, in like JR too. voice. Oh my God, it's Steve. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no. Oh my. <laughs> No, that's, that's I was gonna say, say, oh, you're going to try. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> by God, it's Steve here. By God. There's uh, Larson right there. By God. By God. It's Steve. Um, Paul Silver says, I marked out when I saw Steve here and my oh. favorite two shows unite. Oh. Can't wait going in Raw next, uh, return next week. Love you both. Oh, man, it's going to be great to have you back on the show. Man. Spoiler, we're not going to be on it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you back on the show. Mm. I'm looking forward to being back on the show. Vincent Millage says, I wish Renee Michelle would have pinned Drake under the covers <laughs> and run away with his clothes. Yeah, that would have also worked. Yeah. That would have really worked. And then, t- then she- I was hoping, really, I know we, we want to try and wrap this up because we've gone very long on this show, but I was really <laughs> hoping it was going to. Sorry? We've still got loads. Oh, <laughs> I'll go quick then. I um I thought there was going to be a case of that she would get into the bed and then she would turn the lights off and then he would say like, hang on, this doesn't feel like I was expecting it to. And then yeah. he'd turn the lights on and truth in the bed. Oh, him. that'd be good. Yeah. That's how I thought that'd they would do good. it and do the big reveal that way. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't feel like I thought it would. Right, let us... That's blitz. Uh, <laughs> Tim Arndt says, by the time you read this, I'll be asleep. It's 1.15 a.m. in Oz and I need to be up early. Just wanted to show my love for you all. Here's more money. So thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much. Uh, KML says, is this the uh, cross-branded All-Star Wrestle Ramble? <laughs> it is. It oh, is. man, it's the All-Stars. Girish Batia, thank you very much for your generous donation. Sean Turner says, Steve, thoughts on Bailey Sting? You've already said he loves it. <laughs> oh, Ken I love it. Ford I'm says, steal it. so confused. Why is, Lars- why is Larson got a British accent? Because he upgraded Mm. There you go. Sean Turner again says, I'm going to miss Ollie's Omni Shane fart. Why did you go? He's coming back. Don't worry. He hasn't <laughs> left. I, th- um, I think he was talking about the Omni Shane. Oh, okay. Good point. Yeah. Um, Girish Batia says, Give me what I want. I promised you a gift if someone says Steve looks like John Cena. I mean, everyone has said <laughs> yeah, it. Lots I think, of people said it. I think I might give a prize to the millionth person. Um, <laughs> Sonny the Kid, thank you for your donation. And actually, you sent a message to your second one. Are we ever going to see Lashley versus Lesnar? Probably someday. Yeah. I, I, like, I hope so. Although there's a report like that Lashley so. also wants a break up to SummerSlam. So. I, th- I think to your point, you said earlier that like you get him away from the title and just have him yeah. do like, sort of like these marquee, big marquee yeah. matches. Him and, That's a great marquee. Yeah, match. him and Lashley, man, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Nate dropped surname says I wanted Black to beat the Demon at SummerSlam, but I'll settle for for the Fiend, especially with Steve's booking idea. Oh, yes. Ooh, yes, please, I love it. Uh, Astro J says, how am I go? How, how about them giving Natalia Brock's UFC 100 promo? I don't know what that was. Do you want to help us out here? Was that where he was talking about drinking Budweiser instead of... I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, good idea, Astro J. Uh, Trey Williams says, Demon Finn Balor must stay undefeated. Well, not can't forever, because otherwise... We said, we said the same thing about The Undertaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did. Eddie, uh, thank you for your donation. Tim Spulak says, Steve, I'm a mod now. Can I get you anything? No, Tim, leave me alone. <laughs> um, Eddie says, uh, Riddle versus Brock to make him an instant star, bro. Yeah. 
I'd love. I Riddle would love Riddle. it. I just do, do not think that's going to happen. But I, God, I'd love it. He's got love. I yeah. love Riddle. Um, True Dill says Lashley versus Lesnar needs to happen, as we've just pointed out. To- uh, New Tops Four says, "Why does the guy on the right look like Cena?" We've <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Steve. Um, Karen nerds out. Thank you for your <gasps> Karen donation. Karen, she's, oh, she's, she's NXT super fan. Karen, oh, she's she, going in Raw as Karen. Oh, that yeah. Karen. We oh, used to yeah. call her the, when she was one of our patrons. She was the queen of NXT. Oh, oh yeah, right. she's in like every single episode. Yeah, um, she's Bru- great. Brucifer Figueroa says, which is a wonderful name. You guys are great. The only show I'm subscribed to. I don't know which one he means. Um, keep up the great <laughs> nice. work. The neighbor to the beast, uh, Brucifer six six. Although if you're not subscribed to going in Raw, go and do that now. Yeah, do that. We'll put a link somewhere. Um, Scyther versus everyone um, says Steve uh, version one Hardy was our gold. Um, Wrestle Talk aren't familiar. Would you be excited for that to return? You guys should catch up on VO1 Hardy's videos. Seriously. Yeah, this was a question yesterday. It said, would you rather see a return of V1 Hardy or Woken Hardy? And I said, like V V1 Hardy was when I was not watching wrestling, so I, I didn't really have a lot of. I think he was doing a lot of like early internet type graphics. Yeah, it was um, and it was like stop, like stop, start video. Yeah, yeah like I'd, buffering. Yeah, I'd be fine. I, I'd be fine with that. I like, I like different stuff. I like not new stuff, but yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've seen what they want to do with the woken stuff, and it's not nearly the level that I was hoping it was going to be. I wanted a lot more stuff filmed at the uh, at the Hardy compound, and they didn't do it. So yeah, just do something different. Yeah. Um, Chitaranjan Srinivas Swaminathan says you pronounce my first name perfectly well thank you very wow, much um, forgot to put in my question what if Bray randomly appears as either face muscle man or heel fiend so I think I like the, I like the fiend between. too much I wouldn't be against muscle man and fiend as two separate characters I wouldn't be against that like demon Finn and, and Finn Balor yeah yeah or even the Muscle Man shows up in the first hour of Raw and Fiend shows up as a separate character in the second hour. So that could like be the, interesting. The three faces of Foley. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That could be interesting. Is that the 98 Rumble where they did all three of them? That sounds right. That yeah. probably been the right time, yeah. PB says, thoughts on Finn Balor to leave WWE and White's gimmick is to replace him using the Fiend just like they did with Finn's demon. Love you guys. There's no way Finn's leaving. No. Yeah. Uh, Wallow TV says, hello, new man. Best wishes from Painesville. That is uh, one of our biggest fans. Oh. Mayor of Painesville, Dan, who's visiting us later this year. Oh, he is nice. indeed, yeah. He came, Very over, cool. he came over from Germany for a wrestling media con. Awesome. Yeah, he's going to come back again because we're not doing media con this year. Oh, okay. So he's just going to come over to come and have a drink with us. He's I love great. it. He's That's a super awesome. fan. Sure. It's great. It is. I just double checked it wasn't 98 Rumble. The nicest man in the world. Uh, Matt Noble says, watching him delay, but hey, friendo. Hey, hey friendo. friendo. Uh, Pavi, Luke's number one fan, says, I want the elimination to put over a babyface. I like the heels beat the tag team, so it become a one on three, one versus three, making the babyface beat the remaining three. That could be cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another name. Uh, Debaj Yoti Pradhan says, I know your secret. El Fakador is Luchasaurus. <laughs> We're not saying anything. Thanks. Ryan Martin says, Thoughts on a demon fiend tag tandem. No. no. Yeah, not into that. Um, I think we've only it's two separate worlds. We've got about 15 more, I think. Crikey. Trouble in Paradise, thank you for your donation. Thank you. Tomo says, Tomo. I'm sad, I missed the whole stream. Well, we're Sorry, sad it's on for catch you, up, man. Tomo. Yeah. You can catch on catch up. Uh, the stream over. Trouble in Paradise, thank you again for your donation. Astro J5 says, No, she used Brock's UFC 100 promo. Look it up. Apparently, she did use the promo. Um, oh. Yeah, well, good for her. 
And and do you know what? It works because I don't know. So yeah. I thought it was a fine promo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tommy Cat says, hi, Steve. Hi, Tommy Cat. Uh, Girish Bhatia, a very generous donation. Um, says, Steve can't be John Cena. I can see him. Ask him or his T-shirt. Oh, this is a sh- uh, there's an artist named uh, Ramon Villalobos. Uh, you can find him on Society6. He has a thing there. He's done a lot of comic books these days for like Marvel and I think maybe DC. Yes, he did some DC stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, I can tell you how long we've gone on this show. The TV's true. about to turn off. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, we have got six more. Alex Gonzalez says, Finn to join the club. Yes, please. We hope please, so. Please. Brett J. Rasmussen says, Two of the best wrestling channels have come together. Oh. Love going in Raw and Wrestle Talk. This is awesome, friendos. Love Bray's return on Raw. Yeah, Me man. too, man. Absolutely. And I've very much enjoyed this crossover. Brock without the K says, Dip your pizza in water. I- no, man. Stop doing that, Brock. <laughs> God, he's one of our guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't dip pizza in water. Is that a thing? That can't be a It's thing. for him, it is. <laughs> I've never seen it. That's weird. That's you just get weird. rid of the oil. Yeah. And you get oily water. Whatever. Uh, Christopher Louis says, Can you two sing the best of both worlds? <laughs> this is going to be phenomenal. going to be phenomenal. I can't remember what the um, first line is. Um, oh, TV's turned off. The TV's off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not afraid to dream big. Dream we're, big. We're not, not afraid, afraid to bring, bring the fire. Bring the fire. Got the best of both worlds. And it starts here tonight. Gosh, yeah. Remember when they did that? There no, you go. what is that from? It was uh, when they started doing joint pay-per-views again because they were doing the separate ones back, after the okay. brand split. And then they had the, the promo was them like in a recording. Oh, recording okay, I remember that. I don't, okay, it I don't remember the song. It was just before MediaCon last year, so whatever show yeah. it was then. I don't know. Such a good song. That's great. Um, and it was awful. Kay Houston says, Yes, after the match, Joe went to choke Balor out again and Balor rolled over and then started beating on Joe to defend himself. I stand corrected. Jobber JJ like man says, in orthopedic shoes. Uh, Jobber JJ says, new sub for you, Steve. Enjoying you and Luke together. Well, thank you very much. There you go. Hartley new friendos. Two more. Hartley Reaper says, Bray Wyatt pulling a Joseph Park Abyss skit. Yeah. Yeah, without the comedy, yeah. Yeah. And lastly, this one's for you, Luke. Uh, Scyther versus everyone says, Raven returns, feuds with the Fiend. Thoughts? Oh, man. I mean, I'd go for a Raven return. Yeah. I mean, Raven's the best. He's um, the best. He's that great. is Finally, but thank you so, so much, much for being so generous. Swaff Nation, you are amazing. All the friendos, you are amazing. This is the longest we've ever gone, but oh. that's n- that we are not we're not sad about that. So Absolutely. thank you very much. We also have a um, something that we do here on, on the podcast only, which we're calling Wrestle Talk Get Better. Okay. And it's about people getting physically and mentally better. Oh, I love that. Uh, and it's about like body positivity and, and things like that. And people are sending in their journeys into getting better, whether it be physically or mentally or, or, or whatever, just going for a new job, just doing this, that, and the other. And so we like to have a nice little community about it. That's really cool. Yeah. And this one comes in from Dent, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Housemate Simon, Rookie of the Year, Chopper Pete, Blake Ham, you piece of crap, and not Randall. FYI. Blake, Blake Ham's a guy who emailed in a Get Better. And it was just like, I'm really struggling to finish up my degree, but I'm also working two jobs to support my uh, wife and my three kids. And he was basically like, if I remember correctly, he was like studying law. He was already really successful in his field, had this picture perfect family. Oh my gosh. And like he was basically just winning at life. And he was like, guys, I think I just need to do better. We're like, you've already won. <laughs> you're good. You're like, good. And he's 21. I'm like, guy, you've oh already He's in like goodness. amazing shape. And it's like, you've already succeeded at oh, life. Oh, man. So Ollie took the took offense to him. And he was just like, so everyone who emails in now has to say, Blake Ham, you piece of crap. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay, Blake's fully on board with it. Uh, I recently upgraded myself from being your run-of-the-mill Swaff Nation member to a pod Swafter, and I decided to rejoin as a pledge hammer, as our Patreon backers. After nearly 10 months, I listen to your podcast during work as a delivery driver, and it helps me pass the time while making it feel like I'm driving around with some old friends. Segment like 80% Facts and Get Better's really hooked me into the podcast as well because it made me feel more connected to the Swaff Nation. Having heard other people share their stories has helped me motivate to get better. A couple of years ago, I finally chased my dream of stepping into a wrestling ring, and with very vigorous training, managed to get myself from 240 pounds down to 205. I'm only five foot eight, but I have a genetic uh, predisposition to put on a lot of muscle mass, making it tough for me to really slim down. Unfortunately, my time in the ring was very limited because of a shift in my job at the time had a large increase in responsibilities. The stress of my new position and downward spiral in mental health caused me to abandon my training altogether, and I began to stress all the things I managed to avoid while getting myself into ring shape. Things got so bad at my work that eventually I had to step away from it entirely as it was costing me my health and has irreversibly damaged my marriage. When things were at their worst, I managed to lean on my friends for support, and a large part of that came in the form of just enjoying your videos while I was working at my family's farm and looking uh, for new work. Having overcome my demons and reinstating myself into the workforce, the next logical step was to get back into becoming a better me and resuming my training. This got put on hold for a bit as I have a gallbladder removed back in March, and was told explicitly to take it easy for a few months to avoid a hernia. With this last hurdle behind me, I'm finally ready to get better and call on my strength and support from my fellow, uh, my fellow pod swafters to help me become the best version of me. I'm currently tipping at the scales at 255 pounds, and while I don't know what my end game is, I'd at least uh, like to get back to being a cruiserweight. Thank you again for helping me through some tough times and uh, for your unwavering optimism in the idea that we can all get better. And apologies if this isn't the shortest or most lighthearted of email. Most gracefully, the real deal sex appeal, Andy Puckett. I love it. You know, man, I found that because, you know, everybody struggles with, you know, trying to get better. You know, I mean, it, it's it's not easy for everybody. No, it's easier for some people than others. I found because I'm I'm always trying to get a little bit more fit. Uh, I found that as long as you maintain the drive, as long as it's always in your head, just never give up up here in the head. And if you have days or weeks or months where you fall off the the bandwagon, so to speak, or fall off the wagon rather, and you know you're eating crap food, or you're drinking too much, or whatever. As long as you have it in your head that, you know what, man, this isn't good for me. My body needs to do it right now because it just needs to do something unhealthy. But I know that it's not good for me. Eventually, you might find your way again. Just keep on trying to be ambitious with it. That's my advice. Absolutely, you know? man. That's good advice as well, dude. Yeah. That's really, really good advice. Let's have one last uh, get better, uh, which is from Seif, uh, who also emailed in about, I have this thing with WhatsApp, where I think it's the greatest invention ever because they essentially took free text messages and charged people for them. Mm-hmm. Genius move. Mm-hmm. They sold the company for billions of dollars. <laughs> Geniuses. Uh, he's got a bit about that, but I'll save that for an episode with Pete so Pete can join in on that. Uh, but anyway, to the get better. Uh, as I said, I'm 17 and I recently moved to... Oxford. I'm about six foot two and 120 kg. Uh, I don't know what that is in pounds. That's that's Ollie's method of making things. Uh, two pounds. Uh, that is uh, 264 pounds. Okay. All right. Um, I've decided that I'm going to try and use this summer to lose weight. I do a lot of uh, exercise normally at my job anyway, like cycling and carrying heavy boxes up and downstairs, and I've started to lose weight noticeably already. My aim is to lose at least 10 kg over the summer and then maintain steady weight loss until I start university and I'm eating far less. I've decided to start cycling for an hour on my days off because otherwise I just sit at home and eat anything and do nothing useful. Needless to say, my daily commutes and exercise have become uh, have been enhanced greatly by your podcast, and it just pleases me when I wake up in the morning to see I've got a podcast of your 
yours to listen to, uh, to on my way from and work. I'd say I probably listened to your whole archive at least twice, as in each show individually twice, even the NXT ones. So much so that I've recently started watching the weekly product. This is just another way of your incredible content helps me along with the entertainment. Thank you again for all the hard work you put in each and every day. I'll update you around September when I start university and inevitably have to put on 5kg. All the best from safe. Oh, sorry, it's because I keep saying safe, but it's actually pronounced safe. Sorry about that. Uh, he said everyone gets it mixed up. But thank you very much, safe, for your email. That's terrific. You know, I love, that's one of my favorite things is when somebody says, either, either, hey, I'm going through some tough times and your show picks me up. Uh, I mean, geez, just not that long ago, we had somebody who literally said, I was actually contemplating ending my life. And then I started watching your videos and it made me happy. Like, I, that's so heavy, I can hardly even, but it, it's like, man, what we do kind of matters. Yeah, like it, totally. to people, it matters, you know. And I love that. Um, and then I love when they say, "Hey, yeah, I got to work uh, graveyard shift, or I, I got this long shift ahead of me, and I got a bunch of your episodes." It's like, man, the fact that I can make somebody's day a little bit better, yes, you know, so, just yeah. a little bit better. I think that's terrific. It's really humbling. It, re it is. It totally is, yeah, you know. It's really humbling. Uh, lastly, before we get out of here, we'll have an 80% fact. These are facts that people send in that they have heard, have believed, mm. but then when they've repeated them, I start to question them. But mm. they've never Googled to find mm -hmm. out whether or not it's a real fact. I like that. And yeah. we never, never Google them. That's the okay. one rule of 8% facts. You just have to decide whether you believe it or not. All right. This one comes in from Rick Laser, who says, Hey, Luke, Ollie, Alfakador, Chopper Pete, screw you, Mr. Perfect, Blake Ham. Pretty sure that's everyone. I have a music related. 80% fact for you. I once heard that, never looked it up, but tell everyone it's the truth, that the song Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield was written with Jesse as a woman too. He had fallen for a woman in a same-sex relationship. It had been changed to make Jesse a male because the record label didn't think the song would be as popular the way it was written. That's what I heard many years ago. It struck me and I've never been bothered to check if it's true, but I still tell people that's the tale. Uh, much love from Nashville, Tennessee is from Rick Laser. I'm going to choose to not believe that. Yeah? It's a great story. It's mm -hmm. a terrific story. I hope it is true. But I feel like I've researched that song at some point in the past, it maybe in just the, the, the most basic of ways, and I don't remember that story. Mm. I'm going to believe that it's not true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is. I hope it is. I mean, <laughs> it's the 80% it's the fact. You, yeah. you, you don't know. Yeah. And unfortunately, you never will know. Nah. <laughs> You're now stuck so with I can't that. Google it? No, you're not allowed to. Damn it. <laughs> Them's the rules. Oh, son of a biscuit. Them's the rules that we made. All right. Um, also, Fair congratulations enough. on you not swearing during the whole show as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah. YouTube's got that. They, YouTube has us on check. It's <laughs> no joke. It's no joke that YouTube. Oh, no. They are not ones to mess around. No, they don't mess around at all. They'll send uh, uh, <laughs> para-soldiers to, uh, to your house. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you, my friend, for coming in. Well, thank you so much for having me. Where can people find you on uh, social media and well, stuff? Well, get, uh, get on the Google and uh, type in Going In Raw. And we should our YouTube channel should appear there first. Hit that sub button, notify bell. On the Twitter, at RealGoingInRaw, or myself. MF Steve here. Uh, that's where you can find us. Oh, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, it's been so show, much fun. Man. It's been so much fun. I hope we can fun. do this again another time. Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to. And if I'm ever in the area. Absolutely. Man, I'd love to come on the show. For sure. You've got a really nice set. Yeah, we love it. There's a lot of air conditioning. We have air conditioning. <laughs> we have air conditioning. Dude, I'm so sorry. It's so hot. Oh, it's, <laughs> this man, this is the trenches. It's great. I love it.
Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. It might be me and Ollie, but it depends on if Ollie wants to watch SmackDown when he wakes up because <laughs> I didn't get that option when I woke, had to get up on uh, Tuesday morning to watch Raw. But Oof. he may just text me tomorrow and say, like, I can't be, I, I can't do it. Oh, Pete, can you do the SmackDown review? So it may be Ollie, it may be Pete. I honestly don't know. But, you know, we'll have more of your email correspondence and a review of SmackDown. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 